We live in a society. <laughs> yeah. Massy. Massy. We do live in a society. And sometimes people in that society make bad movies. But sometimes they make good shows. And we're going to talk about a good show today. We are. My name is Jesse, a.k.a. Jester954. And I'm here with everybody's favorite uncle, Aaron Jean-Claude Van Damme Mueller. Hello. And we have a very special return guest. What up, what up? If you can't beat a video game, give it to me. I'll beat it for you, you motherfuckers. <laughs> if, if you're struggling with a video game, don't worry. I'll play it on stream and shit all over it. <laughs> and make you feel insignificant. Once again, we have Seth Myers here from CEO of Who's Next Gaming Entertainment. Also, CEO. also home of Gamer Needs Food Badly, uh, Hard Mode Only. Um, help me out here. What are the other Losing shows? Lives. Losing Lives. All uh, of those. <laughs> are they? They're all ho- yeah, homogenized really, into I've, one. Yeah, I've really stepped back and just kind of did the one. Um, that makes sense. Especially after COVID, we stopped really doing much with the cooking show. And then um, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I've just went through a, a job change. So right now I'm just keeping it basically the who's next stuff. I do a movies and comics episode on one with a certain – I've got a certain people that I do it with with Jerome, Renee, and Patrick. And then I do a gaming episode with Kev – and then sometimes Jesse joins us for that one. Yeah. Uh, we go of, like, um, let's go back and forth like that. I, I label them different because the guys on my movie and comics don't really know much about games. And like Kev, he just, you know, he's, he's pretty big game head. So, um, we sp- I split it like that and just do every other week, one or the other. Yeah. So, that's smart. Keep it all in one place. Uh, it's like how scenic cast used to have 40 shows and now they just do, you know, like they, they do, I think, movies and then TV and they, yeah, they they just kind of do the same thing. So it's it's smart. Like there's, yeah. I think there's a world where some of that works, but I, I I don't know what the I don't know what the way to do it is. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like I guess if you think about it, there's some good things about it too, right? Because um, I think I saw the way Cinecast did it, and that's kind of interesting too. Because if you just, it's like a shotgun blast approach where if you have multiple podcasts out there with different names and they can get caught up in the different like searches and stuff like that, you might have a better chance of getting people to listen to you. And then mm-hmm. if you can put out the message, maybe they join some of the other stuff. But um, keeping it in one place does keep a lot of content to one podcast, so it doesn't look as dormant. So I guess it just depends how aggressive you are about it. So I don't think it's exactly the worst idea, but I'd agree with you, though. Sometimes it's better to yeah, just consolidate. It, keep it, it really does depend. I think, uh, like you said, the, the, the good thing about splitting it up is that people who only are interested in those things will find them easier, right? Because the podcast is going to be named and you know, named after it and have the description be about, you know, what it is. So that's something mm-hmm. that's easier to find. But generally i think people are looking for specific things when they when they search like podcasts now because there's so many so they're looking for like review of this game or this movie and if your podcast shows up they'll know but yeah, i do true. i do see the logic you know what i mean it's just i don't know it gets ti- it gets tiring <laughs> when you have too yeah, many <clears throat> I, I split up the episodes where that's why if you look at my feed you'll see it says movies and comics and then i'll give it like a, a subject line 
you know, mm-hmm. like a title. And in games, because I even had a few listeners that like, oh, I, I like when you talk movies and comics and stuff, but you lose me on the games. Because I go in deep yeah with, yeah, with with both sides of it, you know? So um, movie and comics, you can, you, we kind of basically talk a lot of comics with the movies. So that's why I felt like they worked together. I mean, especially with MCU and all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> and the gaming being separate because uh, I think you can lose people. So it just kind of keeps it. They're still very similar in tone as like Jesse knows he's on there a bit. And we talk about what we've been watching or <clears throat> in the gaming. We talk about what we've been playing. And then we get into like a, a random topic. I'll just kind of pull out, you know, something that's not news focused exactly, but it it can be. I just um, I feel like there's a lot of podcasts like this one, too, where y'all do the news or y'all discuss it and y'all do a good job at it. And so I felt like maybe I should just try and do something uh, a little different and just talk more like topics and kind of introspective stuff about the industry in and of itself. And, um, you know whether it's movies or comics or games. I think the last episode I just released, we talked about the Mortal Kombat stuff and how terrible the 90s Mortal Kombat movie is. So, um, how dare you? Yeah, no, it's bad, man. Just, no, it's just, not. It's bad. It's not, as, it's not as great as people like remember it, but it's True. still pretty awesome. Let me tell you something. I remember as a kid, that shit was fucking hype. I was so stoked. Right? Cause, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it is. it is not what it could have been, right? Because... It it's not nearly as uh, bloody and gory and violent as it could have been, right? Because of the property, but it was still awesome. Like at the time, That's... Mortal Kombat was on top of the fucking world, you know. So like, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this: what was kind of interesting about the movie because we did that losing lives on it, and we kind of went deep around it. If you if you really go back and watch the, that movie, a lot of those fights. Are like especially the Sonya Blade one is straight trash. Yeah, uh, as far as that. the yeah, as far as that goes. But you know what's funny is the original cut of the movie did not contain the scorpion fight and the reptile fight. Yeah, those, they added those afterwards. They added. They realized them. they didn't have any dope shit. Yeah, exactly. Like those two <laughs> fights are actually legit, pretty decent fights. Though those those are good fights. And then, like without those two fights, I think that movie would have suffered a lot more. Now there are standout performances like Shang Tsung, fucking yeah. awesome. Even Raiden's goofy ass is still fun to watch on there. Yeah, but there's it's very nineties. Really, there's really dumb shit on there too, like. Johnny Cage goes up to the team when Garo's there and he's like, guys, I have a plan. Like he has a heart to heart conversation with Sonya Blade. Like I have a plan. She's like, no, you're going to fight Garo. He's like, don't worry. And his plan was a split to dick punch and then (laughs) run away. And then he just pushed him off a cliff. Like that's that's literally the fight. So it's Mortal Kombat. It's supposed to be kind of schlocky. Joseph. Uh, I guess. Look, it's fun to go back and watch. I will not say it's not a fun watch. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is definitely worse. But I would say Street Fighter movie is much better watch than Mortal Kombat. Because I think hmm. Mortal Kombat suffers from taking itself too seriously. And and some of the fights, they just, it doesn't hold up as well. Look, in the 90s, I was all in on Mortal Kombat. And I still watch Mortal Kombat from well, every blue moon. I saw it on Netflix and I turned it on. Like, I don't hate the movie, but I would argue that it's not a good movie. It's one of those almost so bad it's good type things. But I don't know, man. Because I'm some of the bad movies for sure. It's not nearly as bad. There's some good performances and there's some fun stuff in it. But uh, Reptile. I'm on the other side. I was all about Street Fighter. 
But that Mortal Kombat movie is way better than Street Fighter. Street Fighter is a fucking shit movie, and I love. Sh- and I just bought it. I just bought the Blu-ray special edition. I just special ordered it. Oh, Van Damme and and M Bison, dude. The actors give some performance, especially M Bison. The actor, yes, M Bison. The performances, just every line he gives is just fucking gold. It's great watching. I'll give you that. That I do like Raul Julia and Jean Claude Van Damme in that movie, mm-hmm. but. Mortal Kombat overall is a better movie. I would say go back to back and watch them. One day, if you ain't got nothing to do, go back to back and watch them, and then I'd be curious to see if you still feel that way. Because I'm talking more about looking back. Street Fighter's bad. Street Fighter is really, really bad. It's really, really, really bad. Other than the monologue that that Raul Julia gives, and other than the fact that I have the picture in my head of Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue doing coke and fucking in yes. all over the set, yes. that makes me that gives <laughs> me a Zang lot of fun. Was fun in that movie too, man. Zangief was dumb. Was fun in the way that Drax is fun. It's a stupid yeah. fucking character. He is a stupid character. Yes, you're right. But he still had some of the great lines and some of the fun gags. And I don't know. I I just say it's a little more of a fun movie. To go yeah, back. I think a meme came from that. I think the wait. You guys are getting paid? Comes yeah. from Street Fighter. Yeah, it does. So mm-hmm. there's a part in the movie where at the end that everything's crumbling and uh, Zangief works for a bison, but he's kind of a big, lovable, brute idiot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't really know he's a bad guy. And at the end, he's like, wait, we are bad guys? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah, someone's, yeah, yeah. Like, someone's like, man, bison's DK. not paying us enough to fucking do this shit. I'm out. And he goes, wait a minute. You guys are getting paid? And it was like pretty funny. I'll give you that. But that movie is fucking stupid. F- combining Jimmy, aka Blanca, with Nash and Dalsim is it's you are right. I'm not even arguing that with you. But I'm saying is I think Street Fighter comes across like it knows how bad it is and leans into the camp. Mortal Kombat what Mortal Kombat doesn't. And I think Mortal Kombat is. And Mortal Kombat doesn't lean into it. And I think. It's not as good of a watch. Now, you know what I think about your opinion? Bye-bye, man. <laughs> it's a bye-bye, man. Don't we see do, it. We don't have to make it. a drop. <laughs> bye-bye, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they're both bad, but I still think Mortal Kombat just l- is just cooler. I really do. And I'm a Street Fighter guy. And this new one looks to be serious, and it's going to be great. Uh, I didn't even... I think it's this... Isn't it this month? Yeah. I, no, next month in April. I, I think for you, I think what happens is Mortal Kombat actually got the characters right. And Street mm-hmm. Fighter, and I think that's one of the bigger uh, flaws that I think why you respect Mortal Kombat a little more. Yeah, because for I, you and Ken are trash. Yes, they are. Vegas trash. It's, 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 was damn okay. near, it's damn near very disrespectful how they did Ryu and Ken in the Street Fighter movie. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. And so I will give you that. But I'm just talking more objectively as a movie, not more of like how you feel connected to the source material. Okay. So. Yeah, fair. Agree. Um, but I think today what we're doing is we are going to be going over WandaVision. I think, are you guys agreeing to go full spoilers? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so we'll go, we'll go full spoilers on WandaVision. Um, I guess we'll try to tag the spoilers at the end of it. And then we're also <laughs> going to do something we've never done before. We're going to talk... Dark Souls and Sekido, since you know Aaron beat Sekido, we have talked about it, uh, and also our man here, Seth, in the course of one year, played all FromSoft games, all the Dark Souls games. Uh, so we're gonna talk about, you know, I would I would imagine what is kind of a From Software retrospective, at least Soulsborn Kido respective. 
retrospective. And then whatever else the fuck that we want to talk about. And there's a little bit of news. Um, a couple more trailers for things came out and uh, some other stuff. Okay. Aaron? It's been... It's been one week. Uh, and a, a lot, a lot has not happened. Uh, I uh, I got a green screen, though, and I got it set up last night and streamed on it. I'm having some issues lighting it properly. I bought two lights, but I couldn't... They're, it's weird. Like I don't have a lot of distance um, because of my setup. Um, like I, I have a really small desk right now, and it's in my bedroom, so I'm trying to like make it work. Uh, and it worked for the most part. Uh, just sometimes if it got either A, too bright, like my, my gaming screen, which is, a, you know, it's a really $500 screen, so it's like really bright and nice. It, you could see the the green come through every once in a while, or if it dropped out too much, the it wouldn't light it enough. So, um, but I mean, it looked it looked fine, um, which was pretty cool. So you can see that on last night's stream, my Apex stream. Uh, I um, what else? I played Forgone and quit immediately one first night. Pissed me off. You did, yeah. I think you should go back because the game's really really fun. I jumped in there. And it's a really, really great game. I do really enjoy it a lot. It's not. I think you. Sh- I think you just maybe it was just a, a bad timing. Well, it's been and a that stressful. Bird was, that bird was. That bird was a bitch. Also, it was a stressful week, and I just. It's. It was asking for some timing. I just couldn't get. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. just getting frustrated. I just Sekiro has beaten me down for a bit. I think of hard games. Like you would think it would put me in the mindset of like I'm amazing, but now I'm just like I don't have it in me anymore. Like I fought Ishin a hundred times, easy. Like <laughs> they're all yeah. in the. I mean, the streams might be gone now because it's been two weeks. But man, there's there's two days of four hours of trying and dying multiple times, like in the first phase, you know, like getting mm-hmm. to phase three and being like, I've almost got him. And then dying to, uh, Genichiro 50 times in a row. And it's like, I don't know. And I, I just, I think it broke something in me, my patience, which is never high. You know, I never have a lot of patience. It's like, it was truly tested, but I did play some soul level one, dark souls remaster. And I beat the gargoyles first try. And that boss, was a like super wall for me. I had to summon people. I've only beaten the yeah. gargoyles very recently, been able to beat them like pretty easily solo. You know, like I used to always either summon Solaire or summon uh friends or whatever. Bro, I beat the piss out of them yeah. very easy. I was uh very I was actually like pleasantly surprised at how good of a run you had for first attempt at a solo level one. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. It did. It's it is funny because Wayside Batman, a good friend of the show, previous guest, um, he was watching and he's playing Dark Souls three, and that's what kind of got me in the mood. And I was like, well, I want to stream if I'm going to play it, and I I only have remaster on PC. I have original Dark Souls Prepare to Die, and then the remaster. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I'll uh, you know, I'll do like something just for fun to watch, you know, instead of just playing Dark Souls, I'll do like a little Soul Level one, see how far I can get, and. Capra Demon, I almost got him. I I could I could get him for sure, um, mm-hmm. but he he just kept getting me with the reach on his slam down attack, and yeah. you just have no health. You know what I mean? Like soul level one, yeah. you got like fuck all for health. I do have. Well, the and also that room, the room you're in is small and the cramped. Tree. He's got two dogs, and then yeah, the trees. Like you can't see shit. 
Yeah. And I think it's on purpose, obviously. In in original Dark Souls, I feel like the remaster changed something and his aggro is a little faster. Because in the original release, you could stand immediately in the doorway and only the dogs would uh, aggro. So you could get at least a swing in. And if you could hmm. do that, you could usually kill them in one hit. Um, that's how I beat him originally. Because I tried a million times running in, going up the stairs and all that stuff, and it just didn't work for me. So I just stood there. I read a thing. It was like, just stand, like, enter the door. Do not move. Like, immediately let go of the stick. And the, only the dogs will aggro. But now he just charges in. You're, like, barely out of the fog before he's on you. But he beat he beat me up. And then Quelag, that was, that was funny. I was doing, like, such low damage. Uh, yeah. With my plus that five axe. Um but my rolls were actually my timing right. of my rolls was really good. And that I think is something um you know, Sekido does teach you some things. I think I think the best primer for Bloodborne, I mean for, for Souls games is Bloodborne. If you can get the rhythm of Bloodborne, you can beat a Dark Souls game easy. Because Bloodborne is just Dark Souls without the availability of a shield. So like I feel like that game sets much, you up yeah. for being aggressive and learning your roll timing and things like that. Sekido just beats you into like it nothing is scary. Like literally nothing even scared me in Dark <laughs> Like I could play any fight in Dark Souls and it doesn't have me fearful like Sekido did. I don't know. It yeah, feels man. a little different. When I uh play through Dark Souls three, um I went back and messed around a little bit in Dark Souls one remastered and like <clears throat> I had a real problem with dodging for a minute. Because it is, it's it's a very different mechanic compared to like Dark Souls Three, and I would also imagine like Bloodborne. So I don't know if that equates to all the Dark Souls games. I think it would help with playing Dark Souls Three, but Dark Souls One, I don't think it has what is it like the omnidirectional dodge roll? Like yeah, it, it doesn't. All, it so has like it, four direction, right? I think, and then really there's no eight way no dodge? that's demon nah. souls that's demon souls didn't have eight way i think they brought it into the remake oh, okay. yeah they brought it into the new demon souls but i think the first dark souls game even the remastered remember. the dodging is not it is not the same it, i don't think it has that omnidirectional uh dodging oh real first. quick uh i just want to finish what i was saying just before i forget uh so wasteland was yeah. watching and he was like is everyone this slow? And I'm like, oh yeah, welcome to Dark Souls 1. Like, there are some bosses that, you know, they, like, you go to tra- fight Artorius of the Abyss and you're getting fucked. Like, he is fast. But mm-hmm. on the whole, like, Dark Souls 1 is probably the fairest, I think, of all of the Souls games in terms of, like, difficulty. It is where Hard But Fair, I think, was perfected. Because yeah. it's difficult, but yeah. you can always see, I can do it. Like, I've finally beat Ornstein and Smo solo recently, like my last run of uh, remaster when I was doing my trying to get my platinum, and I did it first try. Like I didn't even it wasn't wow. a problem. Yeah, and it, it was a problem. I mean, I did it with one Estes left or maybe zero. I did it on stream, um, but it, it is it's so funny with Dark Souls. Like once the fear is gone, that game is like not easy at all. It, you know, it's not an easy game, but it is fun. Like, it is, like, where you're like, I like this challenge. It's not like what Sekido did to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think with hard games, you kind of got to go into it relaxed. Like, uh, sometimes you can get in your own head. Mm-hmm. And uh, these games are much harder than what they are. And I think, too, one of the things that's benefiting you is that you've already beat them. So you already know what's going on. So, like, I've always noticed that, too. Whenever I go through a game and I go through it for a second turn... It's just 
way easier. Like I'll get into it a little bit on my week whenever I do mine, but like I played Bioshock one and two and they play very similar and I'm having way easier time with two than I did with one. Mm. Just going back to it because you know, like I'm kind of know more about what to expect. And I think that might be what you experience even at the soul level one, while you're having such a better time is because I think you're more relaxed. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you're as anxious. You know what to expect. Yeah. hundred percent. And there is a level of, and I learned this with Sekido. I mean, Sekido broke me and I raged. I mean, there was, I, I hurt my hand punching my punching bag. I was so angry, but on the whole, I played that game with a different mindset of, and I just came into it knowing like, this is going to be a struggle and I'm just going to like, the way I looked at it was like, there's no pressure. I'm just going to play it. And if I don't want to play it, I'm just going to stop. You know what I mean? And I think there is something to that. I struggle with relaxing (laughs) in games. I get angry very easy. I have frustration issues. Um, But Sekido did help me in a lot of ways. And honestly, the further I am away from it, the more I love that game. Uh, I hate two fights in it a lot. And I'm sure there's more because I only fought the owl once. And I know the second, like the fiery owl fight is like even worse because he gets some more tricks. He gets the owl that he throws out and gets to teleport and all that shit. Um, but Ishin is probably the fight I hate the most. Like I just think that fight is grueling and unfun. And it, while it yeah, felt... the last fight. While it felt like, hell yeah, I beat him, you know? It wasn't like... I am good at video games. I was just like, ugh. Like, I know that I played that fight better. It's on, you know, I have the highlight saved. You can see the whole fight. I did the fight well. I did fall off the map once. <laughs> I still beat them even after that because they do, um, they don't let you, you don't immediately die if you fall off. It lets you come back, which is funny. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, and that's pretty much my week. I mean, I watched WandaVision. We'll talk about it. And we're going to talk more Sekido and Souls. So, um, <clears throat> Nothing else is really jumping out. Been playing a bunch of Apex. That's it. Okay. Uh, my week, same shit. Work, video games. Actually, not a lot of work. I had a couple days off. I'm about to go back in. Um, I you played <clears throat> you played Forgone. Got to the bird. Quit. So I was like, I have a file in Forgone. It's New Game Plus. Let me go try New Game Plus. Uh, fuck that bird up. First try. Um, because I'm very good at video games. I'm also just really. I'm also. I'm also just like better at that game i think uh because i've played so much dead cells and it's just dead cells and it's also like kind of like i like those kind of games yeah so you play, pretty freaking great you play metroidvanias a lot i have not played yeah. a, like i've been playing more of like the bloodstained and that's where like vigil was and i think blasphemous is like a little bit of both but i like i i kind of like i think blasphemous might be a little tighter I struggled yeah. less with bosses, or maybe they just are less difficult bosses. You know what I mean? It could be that because I only fought like three. Yeah, well, the bosses are can be a bitch and foregone, but they're not like the like blas and but blasphemous bosses are are like are fuck you like they're like fuck those bosses. They're mm. really really difficult. I hate I hated almost every single boss. I didn't like any of them. They're all really difficult i do not like the bosses you know what i actually got to the i got to the last boss and fought it five times and i was like fuck you i'm not beating this game you know what jesse you know what i think it is forgone has actually more uh mega man style bosses at least the two i fought it was very like slide under this jump over this slide under that it's it's not 
They're the, like platformy bosses. Yes, it's not the style of like Dark Souls, but two D, right? Like that I've been playing a lot of, and I think yes, I, the bosses in Blasphemous are brutal. Yeah, I think I I resonate with those more. And again, I only fought three bosses in Blasphemous, I think, or two or three. So I'm not saying like I'm this master of Blasphemous. It's just I connected with that game, and it didn't make me angry. Where mm-hmm. I loved the I loved the it, it, you know what Forgone is Sekido. I loved the world part, like running around and the levels. The bosses I just did not like. Hmm, that's weird. But I, I I like those bosses. They're like they're almost like little mini puzzles. But like I like the way that those kind of bosses kind of play. But it and every now and then, like every other boss is like. It's not fun when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. When you're in the middle of a boss, and I remember I saw the move that was getting you. It was this screen dash. It would dash across the screen, and like I know what the boss is doing. It's It starts to lower itself, and when it meets you on a lateral plane, it drops like a couple f- sprites down, and then it dashes at you. So when you're jumping in the air and like you're like jumping around, you cross its lateral plane and then it comes at you while you're still in the air. Mm-hmm. If you just stand and go, oh look, it's coming down, it's coming down, it's floating down, it'll it'll like it'll connect with you on that plane, like an invisible line, and then it will do kind of like I don't know, like four frames of like an up, down, then it'll fly, and you can just stand there and just wait, wait, dash, and when you dash, you dash under it, and even knowing that. It still got me like three out of four times. Yeah, so because it's still a bitch. It's the timing is that, it's that thing that these these newer games they know that we know. You know what I mean? So they're starting to yes. build them to fuck us, and that's what was frustrating me. It, it the blade throwing boss that first like little uh, robot, he would do that two blade throw, and I would jump at a time that felt right, and it was wrong every time. Yes, and it's they just, know that we know. Yeah. So they're like, all right, they think it's here. So let's do something two frames later and catch them on the ball of their foot or the tip of their head. And they, that's exactly how to say it. They know we know. Yeah. So they're literally purposely fucking us. And that's what frustrates me because I'm like, pro, don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> like, let's just have a fun game. You know, like, let me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play games to um, feel bad I, about myself. I did New Game Plus it. And I will say. Uh, it's pretty awesome. The weapons in New Game Plus are hella powerful. It did add this new challenge mode where throughout the maps, they, there's these beacons you find. They're just lights, and when you cross them, it goes, it turns from red to green. And what that does is it unlocks an NPC in your main hub, and you go to him. He looks like a soldier, and he has these missions. And each mission is basically like, let's say it's three rooms connected by corridors, and then a gate at the end, and it says like a minute and 15 seconds. And what you have to do is kill all of the enemies and get to that gate. And every enemy you kill gives you either half a second or a second or five seconds. So as long as you're consistently killing stuff and going forward, you can get to the gate. And then I still haven't beat one. That's in New Game. I, I kept losing at it. I couldn't get through the first. So there's kill trial oh, it's, in the, it's in the it's a new game then that must have been an update yeah then. it's just an npc in town you go talk to him and he gives you missions every time oh. you get every time you get like a mid zone uh save point yeah he gives you a mission and those ones for the time i don't know how you can finish it like i literally can't get through it even killing yeah and getting all the five seconds it's like to kill every if it wasn't kill every enemy that's fine 
but it's like yeah, to kill every enemy it's insane and the other one is like a level trial i got that one those are pretty easy not easy but they're doable because it's just like getting around obstacles you know huh is it the same guy yeah oh uh, i just i was so mad at the first one i never did i did just the one kill on enemies i almost got it once then i raged i was mad i turned the game off and everything and yeah something told me like just go back and play the actual game. And I went on, and we got another sub from Crimson Wick, which I keep forgetting is one of my coworkers. Um, so thank you for the sub. Oh, we got a couple awesome. subs this week. Say again? I said that's awesome. We're really yeah. close to getting um, our first payout, which is going to go immediately to paying for the hosting. Yeah, it's going to buy a bunch of diapers and baby food. Yep. Oh, no, I, no, it's going to hosting, actually. Yeah, Keith will get his mixer money another time. Um, well, I mean, it's going to Keith for last year's hosting since he yeah. didn't come on the show other than twice. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I went on and I was like, let me play a base game. And I played a base game and I, I kicked the game's ass and it was great. So so that game's good. That game's fun. Uh, I also um, started Control the other day. Here's the deal. Control is great. It looks great. It plays fun. It's Matrix meets X-Files meets Jedi powers. It's, it's fine. It's great. It's great. It's really cool. Happy it was free. Not going to play it. It's <laughs> boring. It's yeah. boring. It looks great. It does a lot of fun shit. It's one it's of those fucking... games that never grabs me because it just it's just like a look at game. You know, it's not like compelling gameplay. It's like shoot at stuff. Do yeah, a and spell. I like dumb stuff like that. I like dumb shoot stuff and telekinesis and later I can fly. And I don't know why I think it's just... I mean, maybe also I'm streaming it, so like I can't like stop and read all the documents. Cause... I was watching you play it, and I was like, "Man, these character models look fucking great!" Like when the it's yeah. it's happening, and the whole time I was like, "I can't get myself to even care to figure out what's going on." Because I was a little bit yeah. late to the start, I was just like, "I don't care," and it was boring to watch because not because it was flashy, but you could just tell it was like, "Oh, just stuff is happening." Like it's not like you yeah. were struggling in a gunfight. It was like I shoot people, they die, and then it tells me this, and then I shoot people, they die. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, I just don't. I might try it in another day again, but I just think it's like, eh, whatever. It's, it's, it's just, it's boring. Even mm. though it's very cool, it's just. I, uh, <clears throat> I disagree. I mean, I played the game through, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you are How doing long yourself was a service. Uh. Say like twelve hours or eight hours. Yeah, it could probably be done. I'd say in about twelve to twelve. It's basically X Files meets Batman: Arkham Asylum. Like it's a very similar kind of like play out where you have um, a semi open world where you have you know a couple rooms, kind of like how Arkham Asylum was. You have a couple areas you can go through, and there's different yeah. events and things like that that happen in them. And there are a lot of optional stuff that you actually don't have to do. Like a lot of the cooler bosses are actually optional. You can clip through it. Um, so yeah, no, cool. it's, not that, it's not that long. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it definitely benefits to read the, um, the material, but it can't yeah. be out of material, but the stuff is pretty well written, I thought, and, and pretty interesting because you are basically reading X files where you're seeing all these different items and you'll get this like kind of dialogue stuff here. That's like, oh yeah. So this item uh, it made everybody in the town forget who they were or something like that. Or this item here gave everybody an ability or something. Or this item here created portals where people started messing with like other beings from another dimension. 
And that yes. actually becomes kind of integral to the story down the road. Uh, the whole time, you know, your character is talking to somebody inside her head. So um, that kind of gets, you know, divulged. And then they also do the own, their own version of the MCU thing where uh, Alan Wake and Max Payne in this game are all connected in some way. Yeah, uh, it's all the so same universe. Yeah, well, kind of. Max Payne arguably may actually be a fever dream and not actually uh, another universe. I don't know. Um, because there's some allusion to Max Payne, but there's not, you know. Uh, I I thought the one thing I felt like it does lack is um, there are some decent bosses, but they're all optional. But a lot of the, the boss battles do resort to simplicity but i mean if you're gonna give it shit for that then you should give batman arkham asylum the same shit yeah. uh i give it shit for that, actually batman arkham asylum like arkham that. asylum is great but it's a really really kind of shallow dumb game <laughs> yeah the, uh, the boss battles suck arkham city got it right i think and um arkham origins did great with the boss battles oh, yeah. and reinvent the wheel so like that's kind of where that one sits and then yeah. arkham knight kind of backtread a bit like that if arkham knight's good but again if you wanted to complete everything it does get boring so um control oh, yeah. i thought was pretty interesting i thought the telekinesis mechanics worked pretty well it kind yeah, of it's definitely it's fun that i mean yeah. it's it's really cool when i got telekinesis and i was throwing shit at people's faces and blowing up fire hydrants it's really neat it's just that in the end I don't, it just didn't grab me. I was like, I'm bored. And I can tell that there's some kind of occult demon shit going on here, which it should right up my alley. But um, I don't know. That's why I still have to give it another shot. I think I might just need to give it some time alone. Maybe. I, I, I may need to start separating some of these games as like non-stream games because when I'm streaming, especially if I have people in the room and I'm like, holy fuck, there's 12 people. I'm super nervous about like sneezing or hitting pause for a second because then like eight people go. I'm like, no, don't go. Don't leave me. Which, as Moon always reminds me, it's not what it's about. Just play what you enjoy and enjoy. It, but it's different. It's like nerve wracking when like you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm being entertaining. But like, I feel sometimes that if it's just too easy and there's too many people streaming to the point where like if I'm like, Oh, give me a second. I just got to uh, grab something to the left of me. And then I look back at the screen and it's like 10 goes down to four. And I'm like, oh, but then again, that shouldn't be the reason why I'm playing. So I shouldn't even be saying this. This is inside baseball. Shut the fuck up, dude. Um, but I don't know. I just think that um, I definitely don't want to read all the shit while I'm streaming. it. But um, I probably yeah. won't read it anyways. I don't read the shit anyways, though. Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, I'm typically 21. What the fuck? I look like reading fucking words. Yeah. <laughs> I typically don't like reading uh, as much either in games sometimes, but I actually did take a second with this one to read it, and I, I did enjoy it. Uh, but I, I can see some... I don't think your complaints about it are invalid. Uh, I think it just depends on how you feel about it. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually did find some enjoyment in it, but it, it, it can be a bit repetitive, but to be honest, it's yeah. not, a lot of games can be a bit it's repetitive. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, it's just every now and then I really want to play. I really enjoy playing a third-person dumb shooter where, like, I'm a character and I can just shoot bad guys. And especially if I can force power throw shit and I can fly later. I, I like that kind of stuff, but it's not it, – I don't feel like I'm going to be engaged. And I want to be because she has the same name as me. 
um, and they even spelled it correctly like mine, so I really enjoyed that. Um, but I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so that's, that's you know, I may play it again this week at some point, maybe. I don't know. Um, other than that, also, I started playing Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise again. Fuck. Yeah, this game's the shit. Really, really love this game. It's looking like most of the extra content is going to come after you beat it. So I'm chapter 8 of 10, and I'm noticing a lot of stuff I cannot access yet, like the the, the, the cart racing, the buggy racing and shit, and upgrading my car. I'm like, I'm at chapter 8 of 10. There's only 10 chapters, and the game's done. Like, why can't I do this stuff yet? So I'm thinking it's one of those games where you beat the story, and then you still have, like, like now you can do all the sub stuff. So... I really, really like Fist of the North Star, even though it's a pretty dumb, you know, it's not dumb, but it's like pretty simple game. Um, that's pretty great. Be on the lookout for that. I'm going to be playing that. Uh, more DMC happened. Last night I fought the Bob Barbus fight, which is one of the coolest boss fights of that gaming generation. It's actually pretty simple, but it's really, really fun to look at. And they isolate that boss fight in its own stage. So I may actually go back and like play it a couple more times because it's just fun. Um, just going through a couple more games because that's all I pretty much do. Um, pinball, been playing a lot of Pinball FX3 again. Check out some of the streams. I really love that game. It's really a lot of fun. Pinball's great. Um, Tekken 7 is always great. Okay, here we go. Street Fighter. So I spent 105 more dollars on Street Fighter 5. I now have every piece of content in Street Fighter 5. I think. I can't do the math in my head, but I think probably it's probably cost me about $300 to get everything in the game. I bought it when it first came out. I bought every season pass, and now I bought the season five deluxe pass, which Wait, brings how extra many, shit. How many dollars? I've probably spent about three, three fifty on that game so far. Okay. I, I mean, over said, the course of five years. I thought you said three thousand. I was like, no, what no, 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 because <laughs> no, like, look at it this way: it's it's a sixty-dollar game. There's five seasons. Um, each one's probably let's just say twenty five bucks. On top of that, I paid for let's just say another fifty, sixty dollars of content, probably more. And then also, I just went and bought all of the Capcom Pro Tour stuff, which I should have been purchasing since two thousand and sixteen. Every year for the Capcom Pro Tour, which is a Capcom, obviously it's Capcom Pro Tour. It's a tour by Capcom every year. They release a new stage, which is always like a ring of pride, ring of honor, ring of strength, ring of destiny, like a really cool, big, grandiose tournament like stage. And then they always make like at least two to three new costumes for the characters for select characters, two or three select characters, which are usually really cool formal outfits like Ryu and Ken. They're like they're like these really nice suits. Sakura has a really nice one, real tra- cool traditional suit. And then when they started doing something cool later in the, like the later years, I think like 17, 18, 19, where the winner of that year's Capcom Pro Tour could pick their favorite character and like be like, all right, I like I like uh, what's his name? Rashido, uh, Rashid. Um, and that guy's like, I play I play Rashid and I love soccer, aka football. So they made him a costume for his favorite character wearing a soccer outfit. Like, so that's kind of cool. Like, another year a guy won with Birdie, and he's like, oh, just put him in street clothes. And it's like, Birdie already wears street clothes. You just wasted an opportunity to, like, come up with a really cool, like, design. That'd be like if someone hit you up and was like, hey, Aaron, in Path of Exile or in Apex, pick your favorite character and, like, fucking make them wear 
those weird crotchless jeans you wore in that photo on your fridge, you know, like whatever. So, but I bought all the content. So now I have everything in street fighter five. Uh, I've been playing online last night. I was playing people's jumped in there. The homie. That's right. And, uh, he was like, come on, man, do ranked. And I'm, I'm fighting ranked. So, and it's all, it's on the stream. You can catch it. And, uh, I, I won two and lo- I won the first one, lost the second one, the third, each one's a set best two out of three. And it's fun, man. It's really nerve-wracking. It's it's a lot of fun when you go online with Street Fighter because it's global. So, like, I could be fighting anyone anywhere. I wish it would tell you, but I guess that would be weird and invasive um, to, like, tell you the location of a user. But I'd like to know at least the country that they're from. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. So be on the lookout for more Street Fighter. There's a bunch of content. I realize the survival mode is really cool. You can use in uh, in-game money that you earn to purchase like basically consumables and buff items, and it's kind of like an R- like a mini RPG mode where like you go through survival and you can choose to like consume consumables to up your strength or up your defense or just give you HP or whatever, give you meter, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I do want anyone listening who is interested in Street Fighter. Like send us a message or make a. I'll probably make a post on our page. Drop your PSNs or at least just say here, like me, like anyone who wants to play Street Fighter. I really do want to get a Fight Club going. I did. I did play with one of our listeners, DGK. Whooped your ass. Sorry. Um, but then I played Caprio. He whooped my ass a couple times. He's got my number, but it's kind of like I'll give him seven to three. He likes seven to three. It's not fifty fifty, and it's not six over four. Caprio's like a seven to three over me, and he's always been that way for some fucking reason. I don't know. Maybe it's because he picks Ryu and Seth. That's why. Big boss characters. What's um, up, everybody? So yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm actually a Street Fighter champion. Uh, so that's kind of it. Uh, things that are just, I just wanted to say because they go in news, but I'll just let them out now. We did get a new trailer for Andy Bogard in King of Fighters 15. He looks wonderful, he looks really great. Looks like he plays uh, very wonderfully. Um, Seth, you saw the Batman thing, right? The Batman Justice League trailer? Uh, the, the new one for the Zack Snyder? The, the Snyder Batman one. I think so. I don't know. I just I... watched it on mute a minute ago. Even on mute, it's I, I would say watch it because I just realized, well, we can talk about that for a second. Well, um, feel it, man. I'll comment on it. But, you know, like, honestly, uh, we would talk about it off mic, like, I'm interested to see it. I'm not like super stoked like some of my other um, podcast members are kind of excited to see it. So, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in one in a, in a second um, after your week. Um, I do have one last thing I want to say. So we got to follow up on the, the death of this rock, uh, heavy metal guitar player lead guy that I wanted to, to bring up for a second. I'm just trying to make sure I remember if that's, every, that's everything. I think that's everything. Who gives a fuck? Um, catch us streaming nerds, nerds the podcast at Twitch, you know, twitch.tv slash nerds podcast almost every day. Um, it's what we do. Aaron usually takes from about 8 p.m. to 11, 8 p.m. to 10.30. I take from about 11 to who knows when. Uh, but so Alexi Leho, frontman, lead writer, lead singer, guitar player, lead guitar for Children of Bodom and Bodom After Midnight, who died a couple of months ago. Um, so we found out the cause of his death and it's exactly what I knew what it was going to be. And they had said before, it was like, it was, it was an underlying condition he'd been dealing with for years. And I was like, I don't know, dog, I know what it is. 
And it sucks. So they released the cause of his death. Is the he underlying his home. condition drug addiction? No. Well, technically, yes. Um, it was self-induced. Uh, self. Oh, let me see. How do, how is it worded? Self-induced deterioration of the liver and pancreatic tissue. So oh, he drank, he drank himself. himself he drank himself to death, and. It sucks because I think he was like 42, <laughs> you know, I think or something like that. He was like early 40s, man. And it sucks, you know, um, was it depression drinking. They did say that when they did find him, his body did have like a cocktail. I hate when they use shit like that of like, of like basically every kind of pharmaceutical, like, you know, um, opiates and Xanax and barbiturates Bro, he and was, Barbasol. He was 41. 41 years old, yeah. And he, he did great fucking work, man. Um, I'm not sure if, if the pharmaceutical stuff was a part of it the, the, as much. I think that might have just been at the end of the chronic pain and shit. But the dude drank himself to death. And for you to have that kind of damage that young means you have to be doing drinking a lot. Like Also, it's genetics. That's a big part of it, unfortunately, you know. Everyone always has, there's always the example of like, my grandpa drank a bottle of whiskey and smoked a cigar every day and lived to be 180. Yeah, we get it. Sometimes, you know, genetics don't, don't break, you know, and sometimes people don't smoke a day in their life, but they get lung cancer because they lived with somebody who smoked and they got it from the, the, the smoke dander on their clothes. Um, and it sucks because like it, it, it sucks because it like that slaps me in the face. Cause I, you know, y'all already know if you watch the stream, you already know. And it just bums me out. Um, so I'm not really talking about myself, but like, man, if anybody has a problem, I try to get help because I know I fucking have trouble getting help. But like, that sucks, man. And that dude had a really great career and was like a local hero. And he did that shit while he was so young. At 41, he was like, dude, Children of Bodom has been like a years. legendary Finnish metal band for years, for over, like, over a decade or two. Like over a decade or no, like, 20 years at least. It was 93 to 2020. So, oh, uh, yeah, guess, yeah, so 27 years, yeah. And like, follow the Reaper, dude. Like, dude, he really killed it like his whole fucking life, and he was awesome. And it's like partying is fun and stuff, but like, man, that sucks. So, it's just a, a, a real downer and a real bummer to find out. I was like. Not to be weird, but I was hoping it was like, oh, I hope he had like some kind of like maybe genetic deficiency of something. And it was like, no, he drank himself to death. Self-induced deterioration of the liver and pancreatic tissue. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck. You know, and it we sucks. need you to be on nerds till you're 50 something. You know, we need to be doing this forever, but. Fifty is forever. I know, and it sucks. It just it it's it's a it's a bummer, and it fucking sucks. And it's like, damn it. If you die at forty one, who's gonna call me while I walk Lulu? <laughs> uh, she'll be dead. Unfortunately, that makes me sad to say. But, it's okay. You know. It's all right. My dog's in the backyard. He's dead too. Just make it, just just at least find if you don't own your own property or land by then, find a family member who does, and then bury her on land that you can own. So at least you have them. Don't if you if you can don't give your your deceased loved uh, pet friend your family pet family. Don't leave them at the vet. They just throw them all into trash bags and do no, mass burning. You get them cremated, and then you get their ashes. No, 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 no. 
dude, they don't, it sucks. Like they, they put like, they'll put like fucking eight, eight to 12 animals in a thing. And then they'll just like scoop out ashes. They don't, they don't burn her by herself and then give you just Lulu's ashes. You're getting a mix of whatever ashes fall at the bottom that great because they can't expend the energy to burn every single animal. They do them in mass burnings. It blows it. If you're in any way sentimental or or romantic about the thought of that, um, bury your animal on your own property. Because if you take it to – unless you're like paying like buku dollars to cremate an animal, like they're just going to mass burn a bunch of them in like trash bags. And then you're going to get basically a bag of like – it's going to be like – it's going to be like the hamburgers at McDonald's. There's like 100 cows in there. Like <laughs> that's so, dude. When you think about that, that's so gnarly. Like when you get a hamburger, like ground beef, it's like this isn't one animal. This is like eighteen hundred cows. Anyways, um, we'll on a, on a lighter note, we'll see how Seth's been doing. I am Jester nine five four and everything, but all that matters is nerds the podcast at Twitch. Um, and take care of yourselves, guys. Don't be like me. Seriously, that sucks. He was super young and he was awesome and he did really cool stuff. Follow the Reaper is a really fun album. So is Hate Crew Death. Wait, Hate Crew Death Roll, I think. Man, dude, Children of Bodom had some dope shit. It's like symphonic, fun, super heavy metal shreddy shit from Finland, I believe. It's dope shit. Look it up. Rest in peace, Alexi Leho, but fucking goddamn it. All right, Seth, how's your week been, homie? Well, it's been about as dreary as what you just said. Because um, speaking of like health stuff, man, my mom just went to the hospital last night for pancreas. Oh no! It's the third time every year for the last three years she's been going out with extreme amounts of pain. So actually today I was in the hospital with her for a few hours. Uh, she looks like she's doing better. I'm hoping that she'll probably be home in a day or two. But uh, yeah, if you start feeling pain or something, like go to a doctor. Like my mom, she could be so damn hard headed, and a lot of this she brought on herself because she would have went and got checked out and that gallbladder removed sooner. You want to be dealing with this. So, yep, go ahead and bring it down even lower than what it already was. But uh, as far as games go, um, I've been getting into Street Fighter, Street Fighter Five. Uh, I've been doing that. You've been playing with fucking Paul. Yeah, actually, he just messaged me uh, earlier today. We're supposed to play after we're done recording. Of course he did. Of yeah. course he did. You know why? You know why, dude? I'll tell you. God, he's going to hate me because I know he's been catching me talking shit. Mm-hmm. I love Paul. He's a good, he's a very good friend of mine for a very long time. Pretty sure over a decade. And Paul's always been a staple in all the fighting game stuff that I ever did. He wasn't the, the best player. Once, once the FTL, uh, FCL cross FGC Fort Lauderdale fighting game community was created, he was no longer like the best player because we had monsters in there. We had really, really great players. But Paul's always been able to really hang Yeah. for some fucking reason. He doesn't really care about these games. He doesn't really train. He's just he's got really good fundamentals and he, you know he really like knows the like he has got that's basically what I have is just good fundamentals but he's got this little nut I I have no problem saying like he's just for some reason just a little bit better than I am and that's fine I don't mind that but the fact that he's hitting you up to play and not Baka bothers me because Baka is somebody we know who is like a legit monster at Street Fighter. This is a guy who who is like 
tournament tier. And Paul did play him once, like a week or two ago. And he's like, oh, because I told him, like, you need to play Baca. Baca's like on your level. Because every time I play Paul, it's like he wins one, he wins one, he wins one, I win one. He wins one, I win one. He wins three, I win one. He wins two, I win two. He wins four, I win one. It's like I can beat him, but he'll usually – so I'm like, dude, you need to be fighting people better than you. Go f-. And he was like, oh, I, I played Baco. You were right. I didn't win one round on him. And I'm like, good. You, you need to be playing him. He'll teach you. you you'll get better. And now I know he's never going to hit him up again. You know who he's going to hit? And Seth, I don't want to degrade you. You're good, but I can still see no, you're no. still kind of learning it's, how to you're, you're no. learning how to play Street Fighter Five. Street Fight, yeah, I'm in the learning process of Street Fighter Five. Yeah, because Mortal Kombat, you'll shred me to fucking pieces, and Marvel, you know what you're doing, and then Street Fighter Five, I was watching you yep. fight him, and That's I was seeing like Marvel, man, I want to get some Marvel's Capcom Three going. Somebody. We can do that. We can do that. Um, I got a load. I got it on my system. And I was watching you fight, Paul, and I was noticing, like, why is Seth just walking up on him during wake-up like that? And I was like, oh, fuck. Seth's learning how to play Street Fighter Five. Now, Paul's going to tell you something. He's going to fucking hate me. He, he's going to tell you something where he's going to go, I don't even know this game. Mm-hmm. I just started playing this game. Mm-hmm. Technically, he's right. He's getting used to the V system. Here's the deal, though. One, his main's Ryu. He's going to pick Ryu. And if not, he's going to pick Seth, who's a last boss character. And um, he has the fundamentals already there. Seth, he's bullying you for free online points. That's fine. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what you I, got, I got no message from him. Or better than you. I got that. no message from him because he would have messaged me and been like, let's play. If he hit you up. It's because he knows if he plays you and me, he may stand to lose three, four times that night, even though he's going to win ten times. It's a fighting game, dude. It's uh, you you win some, you lose some. It's all right. Uh, it doesn't bother me much at all. And it honest, bothers it, me. It bothers me to watch him bully. He's bullying you. If you find it fun to play people you feel you can beat, that's good. The point is that. I'm starting to pick it up and learn. And once I get the combo system down and feel more comfortable with it, um, it may change or it may not. I mean, I do tend to do much better with Mortal Kombat. And for some reason, Marvel's Capcom 3 really stuck with me. Like, I do pretty well in that. Those games are, um, yeah, well, I'm not trying to take anything from you, but those games are more, they're more fluid and more forgiving. So, like, Marvel is is basically, if you can get a jab in, you can get a good 10, 12 hit combo and bring some people in. It's like, let's go have fun. All you really have to worry about is resets, wake ups and mix ups and Mortal Kombat. That's just a whole nother world. It's just a completely different gameplay style. That's like saying path of exile and final fantasy nine are role-playing games. So they're the same. It's they're different. Yeah. So, but street fighter five, it's more akin to like king of fighters. Street Fighter and King of Fighters are very close, but King of Fighters is even tighter. It's even fucking tighter. Um, I don't know if it's <sighs> tighter is weird. I mean, it, it's just different. Like I know um, I can tell you it's tighter because the frame so, counts are different. Street Fighter what, Five is a four four frame buffer. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm also learning that, like for instance, with some of the combos, depending on the characters, there's certain timing that uh, I'm learning that is just a little different. It's nothing that that much difficult or easier. 
Because like even with Mortal Kombat, it's not all. Some of it is hit the buttons at the same time. Some of it is you got to time it at the right time, especially if you want to do the longer, more intricate combos that I like to do in Mortal Kombat. So like yeah. you need to use wall bounces and shit like that. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not exactly. It is more with the juggling wall bounces and stuff. That's what I mean. Yeah. Justice and Justice had more of the wall bounce mechanism to it. Uh, Mortal Kombat has more of the juggling system with it and corner and you know keeping somebody in the corner. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Street Fighter has been it's, it's been good. I'm learning. We're planning to play Paul later tonight when we're done if he's still up. Um, but uh, beyond that, uh, Bioshock. I've played through one and two, and uh, Bioshock's really fucking good. I mean, I've played I played the first one in Bioshock Infinite years ago when when they came out. Uh, I never played two to just recent. And uh, it still holds up. It's a really strong game. Uh, Aaron, you played any Bioshock games? I beat all three. Oh, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about then. How'd you like them, man? Really enjoyed Bioshock 1, the story. I really enjoyed the gameplay in Bioshock 2. I felt like it was a little tighter. And there was, you know, you you had the Big Daddy stuff, which was fun. And then Infinite, I really liked both. I think Infinite was probably my favorite of the three yeah. There's always a girl. There's always a lighthouse. Hey, yo, yeah. do me a favor. I'm being summoned for something, but you guys are talking Bioshock and I've never played it. So uh, give me a minute. I got to go do, I got to go answer a call. Oh, I didn't say in my week. My mom got her COVID vaccines. She's not um, um, contagious, but the first one was fine. After the second one, yeah, she's hurting. But um, everyone says that second so, one will fuck you up. Yeah, she's uh, she's been in bed since yesterday. Like it's pretty bad muscle aches. Um, you fever. know what? <laughs> I got hungry couch man's number, bro. Let me hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. No one's ever done that to my mom. Get out of here. I was. Conceived. I hope someone ate your mom's dude. pussy at some point uh, in her life, bro. Come no, on, dude. dude. Let no, her get no, a no. nut, bro. You know what my name means? My name means proof of God. Do you really want to live your life knowing that your mom never had a hungry couch? Bro, bro, my <laughs> name means proof that, God or God exists. My name means God exists. Yeah, you want to know how I she figured conceived. out God existed? Was... Someone ate her pussy and she saw the light. Bro. No, dog. No, dude. No, I was conceived immaculately. Bro, hold on. I got to go. I probably have to go make her a cup of tea. I'll be right back. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, dude. <laughs> but also, I'm happy she got a vaccine. Hopefully, it doesn't kill her because, you know. Vaccines are evil and they cause babies to have forearms. Sure. All right, BRB, talk I, about Bioshock. FYI, we all have forearms. Yeah, Yours are very strong, forearm. Jesse, because of all that beating off. Right. Right. Anyways. Once a day, baby. All right, I got to go. Hold on. Bye. My dick's like an arm, so I've got five arms. All right. Um, no. Uh, so I'll hold on to Bioshock then if he wants to hold on there. But no, I, no, I will, no. He was saying uh, we should talk about it because he's not played them. Ah, uh, okay, cool. So, anyways, no, I was gonna say is like I really think that those games are actually very topical even now. I really enjoy the concepts that are explored about the elitism that Andrew Ryan has of building this city, getting away from like government and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and like, huh? No, I was saying, yeah, 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 yeah. just open it up to like full on science. Let science explore and like you know, go beyond what they could to the point where it's bad because like he doesn't really have much of morality in the way that he's allowing science to experiment and they find these slugs at the bottom of the ocean and um, capitalism reigns and causes people to be hooked on it. And, um, you know, it's it's almost like this Adam stuff is kind of like the stuff we hear about with CRISPR, the 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 rumors of what it could do. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what CRISPR is. 
CRISPR. I think that's it. Maybe I'm saying the name wrong, but that is the, um, there's some new kind of science they found from uh, some kind of bacteria had a way of fighting off a virus by, mm. by able to change its uh, DNA in some kind of way. And scientists are thinking that this might be a way to cure things like cancer and stuff. And even like very long term, very out there, but they think it has applications to where you can actually like if you were going to have a baby, you can actually modify its genetics to be like, oh, I want it to be a blonde haired. Oh, or no, I, eugenics, I, dude. It's common, dude. Yeah, that, that kind of shit, which was what is Ad, that's what Adam is in the Bioshock. Where mm -hmm. They talk about that. That was a way like there's a there's a one in there where there's this guy Porter. It's in the DLC, the Minerva. You find out that this guy Porter was the one who created a lot of the AI mechanics and stuff like that in, in the world, in Rapture. And um, he gets mad in one of his recordings because some of the people came and was like, yo, we have Adam. Why are you still black? You can be white. You know that, oh, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, and they say some like fucked up shit like that, and he's just like, fuck y'all. You know, I, I, I you know, want to be black, you know? I will say I really enjoy. I said Infinite might be my favorite, but I think one is actually my favorite still. Because man, that fucking moment where you realize the would you would you please or whatever isn't that what he says? Yeah. Would you please? Uh, man, would you kindly? Would you? God, all my blew my fucking mind. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? And it had more horror elements. I really liked the atmosphere. And yes. one, two, like drops that. It's just like weird action game. And then three, obviously, is not scary at all it's just crazy um, yeah yeah i'd say that too but i mean three had the big drop too though three had the mind blow of the alternate like realities or like the different times mm -hmm. and find out that the guy you're playing as you know is well he's like all of them right isn't he aren't you the same like it's just different times you've yeah. done the same cycle i, I remember has been has happened will happen is going to happen like yeah <laughs> i remember time. it was like a baptism scene right that's what the whole thing is then you're like being baptized and then i can't remember i, I have to play infinite something like that i actually that's the next one i'm gonna play i have three but the the fuck thing about it is they're not letting me stream it there's a block on streaming mm. uh playing it through the playstation so even the, the like the um the remasters of it like they it's every time you hit stream it's like this has been blocked so yeah i have it on steam i i wonder where i have bioshock one and two they must be on i must have had them like because i played them on pc but i must have had them on some other you know on epic or whatever probably some shit i don't even have anymore yeah. two, uh, two actually wasn't as bad i think the story was pretty cool i feel like the story i feel like the person who wrote that is somebody who might have lost their dad yeah because there's a bit in there throughout about basically one of the little sisters growing up and um trying to get her dad back mm -hmm. and then at the end of it the dad you know you, which you're the dad you're playing big daddy uh you die but your consciousness is put inside the little girl or well the older girl now um there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, the villain is more of the psychological threat. She's like a psychiatrist that was mm -hmm. basically hypnotizing people and stuff like that through Rapture. I think uh, I think two would have benefited from not being in Rapture, right? Like, had they done more of an anthology style where each one, because like Infinite isn't, you know, like especially if they had that germinated seed somewhere in their minds of like this is all going to be different loops and different world, you know, different reality loops and things like that, like. Hmm. Then it would have been cool for there to be, I don't know, a space station or, a, you know, I don't know, an insane asylum or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, back, I don't I think was, you're. 
that's what I was going to say is if you had to pick another one, because we have Underwater and we have In the Sky, what would the other one be? I mean, on on the Earth, obviously, well, I don't but think space had, is a cool idea. I don't think they had that idea at the time because the second one, it, they just wanted to expand on Rapture. I, I think you're, I think y'all are both right that it, it probably would have been more interesting if it was something different, but... Um, I do think, though, it expands on Andrew Ryan and the politics of that when she gets involved into it might even be worth another playthrough to just revisit and see. Uh, I do think um, that I don't think it's bad that it happened there. Yeah, especially no, I, the DLC like the Minerva D- Dens DLC is actually really interesting because you're talking to the guy Porter, who's like a black guy. And this is, you know, you got to remember, this is like the 50s, I think, or something. That's the time era you're in right now, or 1960, or something like that. So, like, racism's pretty strong, and um, those kind of ideas are out there. And uh, it's just interesting, like, the DLC is actually pretty good so far. And you're playing as a completely different character, and there's some... This is America, baby. It's still strong. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Kidding, I'm sorry. Uh Anyway, uh, but Bioshock 1 and 2 were really excellent games. And uh, I've been going through um, The Evil Within. So uh, I know. I ha- I've seen you playing that a bunch. You're, oh, you're yeah. still on the first one, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nice. I'm playing through the first one, and then I'm going to play the second one. I- I'm Evil Within is a game I started twice and just fell off on right at the beginning. For Did whatever I- reasons, I don't know. But once you get well, kind of... The, the first two hours of evil within one are i would say probably some of the best horror game shit i've played in like a decade that first hour that beginning of of evil within one i think everyone should play it if they have access to it because it's really cool and then eventually i fall off it it picks back up i think i think there's something about going through that kind of like wooded farm area that was kind of like okay but once You're you, right. That's where I fall off. Yeah, but once you get past it, I think it really picks up, and there's a lot of interesting things that it does. It is definitely a scarier game than Resident Evil, but you could definitely feel the Resident Evil all over it. Like mm-hmm. it, you can tell, and um, which I think was it. Um, I forget who the director's name is, but I believe he was involved with Resident Evil Four, and you can see some of those themes in in this. But it's definitely a little slower, more methodical. Um, the ammo is definitely a lot less. Like, you're not overwhelmed with it. Although you do tend to get a little more of it as the farther down the game you go. Um, it has some pretty interesting mechanics to it in the way of, like, finding keys and being able to access, like, jumps of ammo or or even leveling up your character, too, which I don't think Resident Evil is you don't level up a character. So there's an RPG element to it that's kind of cool. Um, it's, it's interesting, and the game is more about, and I'm still not completely sure because it's very confusing, but what I'm seeing is... Um, it looks like a scientist has developed a way to combine consciousness together and you're able to exist in someone's consciousness and see like their thoughts, nightmares, dreams, things like that. Or like kind of experience them in a physical form. And so you're a detective who uh, you'll see the story go on if you read the things you get, which they don't give you a ton of reading to do, but there is you know, just a few things here and there and they're just like quick pages 
Uh, he was a detective. He had a partner. He thought his partner was hot. He's checking out her ass, all that good stuff. And he ends up marrying her. They have a kid. And then they lose the baby in a fire. And so, like, you starting to see that kind of stuff and build a like a background to the character you're playing as. And in it, you're like, they tell you that you're in someone's mind, but I'm still not exactly sure what. And there's some ghost character that keeps popping up places. And I'm assuming he's the one kind of orchestrating the exper- experiment. But um, evil within, I guess, assumes like you're in somebody's mind and it's the evil in there, you know? So, um, I don't know, it's pretty interesting. I'm curious to get to the end to see how the story unveils itself. But um, evil within, it, it actually has surprised me how good it is. I'm really getting into it now. And um, I, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to actually trying the second one and seeing how good Evil Within 2 is. I think it's actually uh, on PS Now. Uh, you can download it if you're subscribed to the PlayStation Now, uh, the second Evil Within. So those are uh, some of the things I've been playing. Cool. Sorry, I was <laughs> I was reading Bioshock. Uh, there, there's a... Um... There is a Bioshock like pack on uh but the Bioshock collection on Steam. It is eleven ninety nine and it has Bioshock remastered, Bioshock two remastered, all DLC for Bioshock two, uh Bioshock Infinite, the season pass, and the Columbia's finest like uh yeah. battle pack DLC. That's on PlayStation as well. I think I actually that's what I bought to play, but that's the one that also has the block on streaming, at least for PlayStation. Yeah, uh, with with Streamlabs or, or what you use on your PC, you might be able to get around that, but I don't know. Yeah, that's that's annoying. <laughs> it is. I don't, I don't even want to get into it, but it really affects me a lot with um, a lot of the games that I play. I mean, I've bought games specifically to stream, and they're like, fuck you, nope. Yep, there's some of them like that, but Bioshock's really a worthwhile game to uh, to play. I mean, like, Jesse, if you've never played them, that's a really big blind spot that you should fill whenever yeah, you Yeah, I have them all. I have the, like, you know, it was a PS Plus thing, so I have the original. I don't have the remasters. I have whatever the collection is, mm-hmm. and then I think I have the remaster of Infinite. But, I mean, I don't need the remasters. I have... Whatever the PlayStation 4 complete trilogy is, I have that. Mm. So I have all three of them. They do the good thing of instead of giving you a bunch of stuff to read, you can just play it, and then you'll hear people talking to you while you're playing the game so it doesn't stop. Yeah, that's like Metal Gear style. That's awesome. Mm. So... Yeah, Bioshock's really awesome. I'm looking forward to playing Infinite. That'll be I'll be putting that on soon once I'm all finished with something. I just remember Infinite boy, the colors. The colors yeah. are so gnarly. The colors are really gnarly in Infinite. It's really, really awesome. What year and did I remember, Bioshock like, the, Infinite come out? I'm gonna guess thirteen. It came out in twenty thirteen. Man, that was a yep. good guess, Jesse. <laughs> it's because I got it it was on PS plus when I lived downtown, and that was like 13 uh, through 15. Man, it, it's so weird. When you think about games like this, I'm like, man, that just came out. Not just came out, but I'm like, that's not that old. It's almost 10 years old, Infinite. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. when that came out, there was like a big divide in people who loved and hated it. Yeah, I remember when Infinite came out, people were like, it's terrible. It's so bad. 
And then I realized, oh, those are purists. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Infinite. I mean, I, I really enjoyed all three, for sure. And that's what I was saying. I, I just think two gets a bum rap um, because, you know, it's just in Rapture again. But Rapture's cool, you know what I mean? And it... it it definitely fleshed out the the little the little girls and the big daddies, you know that that yeah. the little sister, it, I think it's what she's called, right? Yeah, little sisters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like it shows you what's going on. That shit's crazy. It was, it was good. Um, it's great. They're all great, actually, all three. And I'm sure the System Shock games are great. We're supposed to be getting a System Shock three at some point, which is going to be the first yeah. like big one. Did you um? Did y'all hear a rumor? I heard a rumor about this. I don't know how substantial it is that Henry Cavill is tied to play in a Bioshock film adaption. I heard I've seen a rumor about that. But yeah, I heard I mean, rumors. It does nothing for me, dude. A Bioshock movie would be bomb, but I feel like they'll just go too hard on the Big Daddy, which I don't even think should be in a movie. Like, no, no, no. What they need to do is this hbo tv show show us rapture before the bioshock yes. game and how it fell apart yes and at like the addiction really taking hold of people because that's yes. the cool thing about bioshock is like when you start that game you think it's like some weird supernatural shit and there is some of that because you get some abilities and things but that's tied mm-hmm. to the drugs and all that mm-hmm. it's really just a crazy drug addict that like you know are murdering and eating well, each other and it's it's nuts. more than just that though it's 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 it is partly crazy drug addict stuff but it's also and and it would be so topical for today because it's the war between Andrew Ryan and Fontaine and mm-hmm. what that spins out to be is the poor versus the rich yeah. because it says it in the game that Fontaine basically saw that Andrew Ryan was really bigging up the rich, the smart, the elite, the powerful, and then the lesser people were just these dogs, parasites, things that drug on the people who were important. Big so, ups to you down in Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> And Fontaine blah, blah. decides to like get the those who are rejected, and there's a there's a war, a civil war, basically down in Rapture, and the show can actually do all of that as well. Yeah, and it would uh, be very interesting. I agree, and maybe you see some conceptual like engineering drawings of a Big Daddy and things like that. But like, I think if you take out that, because I feel like a movie is gonna just be like Big Daddy comes and punches things and it's scary and yeah. oh slow mo yeah. shot with water spraying in slow motion. He slides yeah. under the arm. Like I don't need all that. I need yeah. the atmospheric like close quarters alien esque. You know like stuck in a tunnel you know a series of tunnels in a city under the sea like that's that is so oppressive and so cool but yeah i i mean i, I, mean, I think there is a wealth that could be done and even an infinite uh show could be cool too just because it's it is a similar concept um just you know born out a little different which i, 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 like I mean i just oh, good oh good I had an, that just gave me an idea in my head where what if they even did some kind of like remember when a, uh, Prometheus and Covenant were coming out and they would make those um, supplementary online only um, bonus features where it was like the cast and crew and it was like before the movie came out and you could see like the cast and crew of the the Nostromo and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um. Like, imagine, like, a little mini episode of a show of, like, what was it like building Rapture? Like, could you imagine being the first crew, like, okay, we're the first crew to go down there and start drilling. Yeah. For what? Somehow we're going to build an entire city 
like leagues underwater. And like well, the Japanese, uh, the Japanese are actually already working on that. There were some articles that came out a few years back that uh, <laughs> oh, Japan were already working at an underwater city. Yeah, that's, Doug, I'm straight. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't even go into the underwater part of the aquarium where they're like, everybody go underwater. So you're like, the the walls are glass and there's sharks. And it's like, nah. It's like hotels, like underwater hotel. No, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's No, dog. Have you not seen Deep Blue Sea? It's, My hat look. is like a shark's fin. <laughs> the the bioshock stuff dude just a show before that stuff because like they do this whole thing about elitism and anti-religion and you know all this kind of stuff to where it'd be so topical and very interesting and do it in this 50s era you know like it could be a really fun like timepiece of a show that um I don't know, man. If they're smart, they would do it like that. It, it, and they could do a couple seasons, but they need to end it, though. Like, do, like, maybe three, four seasons, maybe eight to ten episodes. And then- oh, you're throwing money out, dude. Nowadays, everything has to be sequential, episodic, forever. Nah. There's You always have to leave an opening for a sequel. HBO could do it because I don't think they're doing more Watchmen. I think Watchmen was one and done. Yeah, and it did is- one season done. It is so oh, really? good. I hope they don't yes. touch it again. It's so perfect, especially mm. if you've read the comics. Like it is such yeah. a good payoff and and building upon what's already there. I think it really? has the best superhero origin stories I might have ever seen. I mean, yeah. I watched the first two episodes with Keith after he watched me watch his house. Mm. Um, Dude, if I, you, I, that show is in fucking incredible like it was really great but it's it's tied to the comics i saw for it's me tied it looked to the comics not the movie yes. yeah because okay because to me it looked like well it the took first place, episode, like way in the future didn't the didn't you see the squid raining down yeah but it was also like That's on the comics. The, i never saw the the comics have the world with like the whole like race thing and like no the, it's not the, that far in the future so it's that technology is different because of the the world. I mean, that world is already different. That so Watchmen took place in the eighties, and it is yeah. during the Cold War. So it's just alternate history of that. And you see, dude, you see mirror mirror whatever the mirror mask guy. I forget his name. Um, glass, no, Looking Glass. I think is what he calls himself. Yeah, Looking Glass. He's not dude, Warshak. No you see him. He was fucking awesome, by the way. That actor is amazing. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. His origin, like when he's in the blast, fucking blew my mind. Like he was like a Jehovah's Witness who a girl like tricked him into going into like a hall of mirrors and was like gonna fuck him and then just ran out with his clothes. Like, you know, he then he was like beating, you know, like beating himself, self flagellating almost because he's like, you know, a religious person who then was like, Wait, was he actually a Jehovah's Witness? Yeah. And then yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses don't self-flagellate. They don't. They don't self-punish. Bro, come on. Like, well, this guy. I, I, I was. I was raised in it. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I still. Just, I still live in a, a witness home. What I'm well, saying it, is, he's just one of those. Like, he was part of a religious group that was trying to bring Jesus to random people in the streets of New York. I don't know the fuck they were. He just. Oh, okay. no, he's thought, not like you beating like, himself. Like, he's just. He's a Jehovah's Witness. He's just like talking shit to himself, like fucking oh, okay. idiot, like you know whatever. You piece of trash. You deserve this. And then. No, the JWs fucking, don't do that. 
Bro, no one cares. The fucking squid gets teleported into New York and explodes. That's the point. Who gives a fart about Jehovah's Witness? Fuck all. No, of I'm just saying that's like saying that's like describing Double Dragon and being like, but it's Dark Souls. It's like no, it's. it's I'm, I'm just saying. I I also for I a hate person religion, who but... hates religion, you're pretty sensitive about Jehovah's Witness bullshit, dude. <laughs> well, no, because it, no, it's I don't like misconceptions of shit because I do like ripping religions apart, but and I do think Jehovah's Witnesses are just as bad and evil and terrible as everyone else and fucking rapey molesty priests and shit even yeah. though they don't call them priests call them elders because re- it's not it's not really about it's not really about what religion it is it's just religion in general um kind of seek people who are those kind of people usually flock to religion because whatever so when i hear weird shit like people saying weird stuff about Jehovah's witnesses it like i like to go like ooh i actually know everything about that and i want to describe to you how it's 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 not what you think, but is what you think. So I'm saying like self-flagellation like that, like, like, you know, flogging yourself. Like, no, they don't do shit like that. They do other shit. They do, you know, they do isolation and banishings. But, um, that's all I'm saying. I just like, I just like when it comes to like religious making, you know, dissecting and bastardizing religions and being blasphemous, I just like to get my religions straight. And I like to stab them not randomly, but in the specific organs. So that's all I was saying. Well, I'll tell you something about me. I don't care about any of them. I don't care about the intricacies of any of them. Fuck every single one of them. <laughs> I do. Cause I like yeah. to, I like to call them out. And I don't want to spend enough time to know that. Cause it's all yeah. nonsense. Oh, okay. you know I, I will I mean? say this though. It does take from the comic. You even see like Asmodeus. Um, yes, Modius. I'm sorry. No, it's yeah. Asmodeus. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you'll oh, see I him. See Jesse, I see of... what you did there. Huh? <laughs> I see what Jesse was doing. Got it. It took me a second. Wait, do they say Asmodeus in the no, show? No, it's Ozymandias I... is what they call him. Ozymandias? Mm-hmm. No, Ozymandias, I think. Ozymandias. What did I say, Asmodeus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. That's a demon from the pagan shit. My bad. Ozymandias. Yeah. Okay, my it, bad. Anyways, um, you should new get se- new, new, new segment, Jesse, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah I mean, there's the so wow. much, dude. It. It's, it's really such good. a good show. And Jeremy Irons as fucking Ozymandias was so good. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Oh, God, that show is... That is probably the best thing I've watched in the last 10 years. And, I mean, movies, really? TV, dude. Yeah. yeah. That shit was... I'm not going to lie. The first two episodes of Watchmen were were very, very hard-hitting. They were very great. Like I said, it's probably the best superhero origin story that they give to one of the characters there. Like, one of the best. And when you find out who he is, you're just going to be like, holy shit. Especially if you read the comics. Like, yeah. It's, it's fucking fantastic. Dude, so. and I love the the main character in that. Uh, I forget her name um, because I'm, you know, it's been almost a year since I watched it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> when she's like... <laughs> Like the the near the end, you know, when she's like, "Get the fuck off the fucking pool!" <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, "Why are you standing on the fucking pool?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, just the the way that they utilize curse words with her is like so perfect. I don't know, like, because you know, there's just you know, sometimes they write characters like, okay, that guy just curses all the time, whatever. You know, it's like the stupid, yeah. it's like a stupid thing. Like, it's so good. With ah, man. I love it. Fucking right, man. It, it's pretty great. Yeah, I don't want to say too much more because you might get into spoilers with Jesse, dude. Just watch the fucking show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I can I'm not say gonna is lie. HBO now is pretty expensive, but after having it 
I don't mind paying for it. Like mm-hmm. it's worth it. There's quality stuff on HBO. Like yeah, the like HBO Justice app, League, right? Justice League, the new one, Zack Snyder's <laughs> quality stuff right there. So I think so. I think so, it's gonna be a great place to watch it. So speaking <laughs> of just watch the show, why don't we go into Wandavision? Why don't we do like we're an hour and a half in? Let's let's not bait the the hook any longer or whatever. Hide All right. The... All right. Before we do, can I just say one thing that just stemmed off of this movie thing we were just saying and like the good. I just wanted to kind of run this by out real quick. So I was discussing with um, a close friend of mine, but who I, I feel so bad I shit on him all the time, but I tell him I shit on him when I shit on him, um, and I shit on him in real life. And like uh, this goes to something that happened. Oh, sorry, Pencil, going to have to call you out. Did something the other day on stream where we were talking about movies. And, you know, what's your favorite movie? What are this movie, that movie? And uh, Pencil's like, Oh yeah, I was, you know, in such and such place and someone said I've never seen Shawshank Redemption. So I was yelling at them like I can't believe it. And I'm just thinking like, okay, not everyone's seen everything and da 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 and you know what's it's subjective and objective because there are objectively good films. And that statement is kind of is cock because in the end no, it's all subjective. No, there is no objective good. But I was speaking to, you know, the, the the friend of mine who says everything's everything is a masterwork. Batman versus Superman is a cinematic masterpiece for the ages. This person actually has, this person actually has like you know a good frame of mind with film, whatever he's seen a lot. And Aaron gave me a test. Aaron goes, ask him what he thinks of Mulholland Drive. And I go, Mulholland Drive. And he goes, oh, masterpiece. I'm like, okay. And I started reading some names off of HBO movies, and he's like, Masterpiece? Masterpiece. Incredible. Masterpiece. And I'm like, okay, not everything can be Masterpiece. So I got to this little moment right here. With This ties into Aaron. When you said Watchmen, it may be one of the best things you have seen in 10 years. Uh, so I, I started explaining to him. Uh, I, I, this was last night. I was like, okay, like, look. When you ask me what my favorite movie is, right? My always go-to is always 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street. And then after that was Evil Dead OG. And I really do think that lately in the future, like as I'm thinking a little bit more with like, like one day I have to let these grails get taken over. Like my favorite album of all time will always be OK Computer. But like, is it really? Are there better albums? And I, I realized I, I had this idea like, What's my favorite movie of all time? Probably Nightmare on Elm Street or Evil Dead Original. Or honestly, Evil Dead 2013 might be cranking up there. But is Shawshank Redemption a better movie than A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984? Yeah. Is it a better film? Yes. Do I think Nightmare on Elm Street is a better film than Shawshank? No. Do I, well, think, I think that, that stems Nightmare on your... Elm Street is a better movie than Shawshank? Yes. Well, I think it's is is Shawshank an object objectively a better film in terms of cinematography, writing, acting? Sure. Yes. But subjectively, Nightmare on Elm Street fucking slaps, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the conversation we just had at the beginning of this podcast with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yes, exactly, <laughs> definitely. Because like, because I, I was thinking this, like, okay, so because if that was the case, like, objective film looking at film this this would be something nice and fun to go over with nate as well is um like 
Like, okay, it, the greatest films of all time, the most amazing Oscar-worthy, Oscar-nominated, right, would be basically, I can give you an Oscar-worthy film, just take some white people, right, with probably really bony faces, put them in Europe in a castle in some old clothes, and at one point have a woman say, don't you dare speak to me like that. And then just have like old white dudes like looking at each Dude. other in silence. And Listen, then there you go. The, That's the so one of my favorite directors of all time is Paul Thomas Anderson. And I haven't watched the last five Paul Thomas Anderson films because so like the last may I think he even said he was going to retire on it. That uh, the film that he did was The Phantom Thread, which is about Daniel Day Lewis as a like a. a a, cl- a clothier or like a seam seamster seam, you know male seamstress like i don't fucking care about a period piece about a guy who makes fucking clothes like i have zero interest in that but punch drunk love is one of my favorite movies ever created in the history of all time and i mean boogie nights is great you know <clears throat> fucking there will be blood is yes. great like the guy can make movies but then then yeah the, those the ones that so the hollywood foreign press they do be loving the exact movies you just described. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like just get a just get white people, put them in, put them in like the put them like a hundred years ago, put them in European castles and old clothes and just have them be upset. Yeah. <laughs> just have them be upset and at some point have someone say, Don't you dare speak to me like that. You know what the one and... of Paul Thomas's <laughs> movies that I or Paul Thomas Anderson's movies that I'm like I was so excited for and that I never watched was The Master. It's him tackling Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh Joaquin Phoenix and man, I mm, I want to say Julianne Moore, but I think that was I'm thinking of Boogie Nights. But about a cult, like about Joaquin Phoenix working as like an enforcer for basically Scientology. And hmm. I didn't watch it, and it seemed like it was going to be amazing. But then I saw the like the final trailer for it. It just seemed like it was going to be just a drama. And the older I get, the less I find myself in the mood to watch dramas, like to just sit down and be like, okay, let's get depressed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I told him. I, I, I said, like, um, in the end, the the best films are always going to be, like, d- like dramatic, like, dramas. Like, like I think a, a better example I used was, is Requiem for a Dream a better film than Evil Dead? Yes. Do I think Evil Dead is better than Requiem for a Dream? No. Would I rather watch Evil Dead? Yes. Because Evil Dead, bro. I mean, Requiem for a Dream, is a. I'll 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 use his words. It's a masterpiece, dude. Requiem for a Dream is such a great film. I don't think I ever want to watch that again. It hurts to watch that. I think it's uh, especially being an addict. It's hard to watch that movie. It's really good. You guys. Have- Oh, no, I was going to say, I think what you're hitting on is the the reason why, like, especially like uh, my buddy that has the uh, movie so bad, they're good group. He's got like, I don't know, 20, 30,000 followers right now, whatever it is right now. Um, you're hitting on that phenomenon, I think. And uh, the, the thing about that that I've noticed is uh, is a few things, you know. Um, the simplicity of movies, I think, is very attractive. Like Aaron was saying, you know, as you get older, you life is drama enough at certain points. Like you don't need to watch some guy or girls or whoever's bullshit. Like sometimes you want to see the dumb shit, like just something that you can laugh at or just cool action, whatever. 
Yeah. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. And, wh- and the reason why I related to movies so bad they're good too is is like because also there's another factor that plays into what you're just saying. Like one of the things you talked about the two movies like Friday, uh, I mean um the Freddy Nightmare. movie Nightmare on Elm Street, excuse me, and Evil Dead is like the, the nostalgia factor is strong. Uh, I, I don't think you can. That's why Truth. we can kind of remake those movies because we're trying to tap into that, and that's why a lot of people never like the remakes because it's it's not gonna. These new movies are not going to rekindle the what you felt when you first watched these older movies. And over time, these older movies, sometimes, well, not even sometimes, a lot of times they don't hold up to the new stuff. You can't hold up to the visuals. You can't hold up to the, you know, the the technology. Now, as far well, as... Well, then you have purists with, with like, you know, um, what happens when it's not a CGI, but it's a real puppet. Practical. Yeah. But practical, still, still like practical oh, effects, object. people still like practical. Some people prefer practical. That's but when the subjective still, objective comes in. Well, well, kind of. But still, objectively speaking, you have so much more to work off of now. Like you can look back at those old practical effects and then make better ones. Now it doesn't Pay always me happen. What but- I'm Sorry, I'm trying to <laughs> fucking. Yeah, this is look, why I need Aaron, you to send them to me before the that... episode. Because <laughs> I'm no, trying to get it on just, the sound um, slate, and it's really hard. Sorry. Hold on, my bad. It's just, um, sorry to cut you off, Seth. Hold that thought. I was actually doing some juggling because I was speaking to a guitar player to try to find a contrarian. It seems that the dude found a way to retroactively not only just like remove us from the drive, but none of us can access the track anymore. But he found this version, but it's like a link to the song. But the fact that you can do that, maybe you can just play it later. I don't know. That yeah, I, I mean, can't I seem can to just, find a way to download that. I can just play it off here. That's actually probably the best course of action because I can't get it to go to the sound slate anyway. So you guys just got another little preview. And I'm not mad, Jesse. It's just that's why I would have yeah, wanted my, it. But yeah, I know you were struggling bad. to get it. So Yeah. Um, and, this is, <clears throat> no, I, I was just saying that I think what you're hitting on too is like what these like, because some of these bad, it's good movies are objectively bad. Like, you, they're bad movies. Like, a lot of yeah. them. I have seen some dog shit. Like, have you ever heard of Neil Breen? That oh, shit. God. Neil Breen is a psycho. Because huh? he, Neil Breen's one of those guys that you're like, how do you not see that those are shit? Like, how do you not see what you wa- made? You know, like, have you, did you not do dailies? Did you not look at any of the footage? No, no. He's a, he's a narcissist. What, but I'm, what I'm looking at is, how does the... I know how the 23-year-old hop line that he's like, and then you make out with me with your tits out. It's because she thinks, like, this will lead to something. Even Cameron Diaz was in a bondage thing once. Mm-hmm. He writes himself, he's self-inserting himself into his fever dreams. Yeah. Is all he's doing. He's a fucking piece of shit. He is, but he, he doesn't um he doesn't typically do the the hot girl bouncing her tits. He doesn't even show nudity in his movies. Not nudity, but he does have that... He does put himself with some hot chicks every now and then, but he makes himself this, this... kind of, yeah, kind of. But he, it's weird because it's not exactly that. Have you watched his movies? No, I watched like a like like extensive breakdowns, but I won't sit through the movies. I, I've, I've I've watched every single movie, so I um, know because you do that so bad they're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've watched. Well, I've watched. So every... here's a better example: The Room. I don't see the value. Yeah. It never made me laugh. I never fell for the, I never drank the Kool-Aid and it was for years everyone with the Kool-Aid over the room. Oh my god, Lisa, you're breaking my heart. Oh hi Mark. I never fell for it. I was always if Jesse has ever been upset at people having a good time, it was the room. 
Yeah, Fuck that shit, say, dude. <laughs> I would say that's actually a different phenomenon. So, like, one I'm actually trying to hit on that's a that, little... You're just making fun of a mentally <laughs> disabled person. Yeah, but what I'm trying to hit on what you're talking about is the reason why there's still people out there who love Batman Forever, right? Batman Forever, objectively, is not a great Batman movie. Objectively. If you look at The Dark Knight, if you look at movies we got now, objectively, it's not as good. However... There are people who grew up in the 90s who remember going to theaters and seeing that movie and buying mm-hmm. the from McDonald's and stuff. And they will still go back and watch that movie and like that movie more so than what they might do other Batman movies that objectively are better. Because, like, even though The Dark Knight mm-hmm. is objectively better, it's also a longer movie. It's a more time investment. And it's not as fun of a watch as seeing the goofy Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. you know, do his it's little. It's heavier on your psyche. Yeah, exactly. Because I will tell you, I remember not only seeing the movie, I remember being at a movie theater and them just playing the trailer on a TV. And I remember the first time I saw the trailer of that movie and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. And that movie's stupid. And those who is it, Schumacher? Yeah, Joe Schumacher. Uh, Those movies are stupid. Bro, this real quick turned into 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, my bad, dog. Um, Forever's better than... And Robin, and if I had to get rid of get rid of Robin and get rid of um, Applestone or whatever the fucking Applegate, Alicia Silverstone, it, Silverstone, it, it, who's it, Applegate? It, She's the hot one. It it depends on what you like, dude. Because some She's people Applegate are, is um, uh, married with children. Married with children. Alicia Silverstone is that what you're Separate talking about? Everybody. Yeah, he's mixing yeah. up all kinds of. I'm just being Carrick, my bad. Yeah, but uh, but I don't know. Some people, I think um, Batman and Robin, they might enjoy more than a Batman Forever because not that the movie's better than Batman Forever, but it's fucking crazy. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is an Iceman giving one-liners all fucking day. Take it's, two and call me in the morning. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so crazy. But like that. So the, 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 uh, it, Batman has a credit card. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what you're saying. Like you're laughing right now at the shit, and that's why people Ooh. like those movies and to go back and watch those movies. And uh, it's a weird thing because I've seen a lot of the dog shit, and I'm looking at it like I can understand why people like it, but it's like for me, I don't like going back and watching this shit. But then I have my bad movies, like I said, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Both of those, objectively, I think, are like bad movies. But they are fun, and I go back to watch them. And uh, I think Street Fighter's bad, and Mortal Kombat's a, a, a good '90s action movie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but that's just retreading the past. I yeah. think Aaron's right. We should probably get to uh, One Division. I believe everybody watched it today. Um, I'd say just be careful, listeners. We are we're going to full spoilers, and I don't know if we're going to bother with like what's full spoilers or not. I think we're just going to review the final episode and we'll just talk about it. So full spoilers on WandaVision. It's out. You should watch it. Um, even if you're skeptical, because I was skeptical. And man, what a ride from like it takes it, it builds slow. But what a ride. I give it probably best comic book show I've ever seen. I mean, Punisher was good, but this beats that. You ain't seen Watchmen, baby. Yeah. No, right? Oh, I haven't seen the full Watchmen. I've only seen two episodes. Dude, if you yeah. have HBO, you trip it. Have it. Watch. Dude, just watch it. So we started and watch it, it again. It takes a yeah. bit because I loved every single episode, but 
it doesn't start opening the world up and revealing shit to you till about the fourth episode, th- third, three or four, and then it starts to really start to open up, and that's when you're in the hooks are going to be in. I mean, I was hooked because the mystery's there, but you know, you want to start getting some answers, and man, yeah. oh fucking man, dude, it's <sighs> nice. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be curious to see the show that tops that. There's no Marvel show I've seen so far that tops that one. I don't see any of the coming Marvel shows topping WandaVision. Uh, it, I think so. WandaVision's just so unique. Unless it's Yoke, Loki. Yoke, I watch. Unless it's Loki, I don't believe it's going to be Captain America Bucky. Well, I think I, don't, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be good in its own way. Like, I, I'm excited for it. If they make just, it a buddy cop, then it'll be fucking awesome. Well, no. I mean, we got Zemo coming in his full actual Baron Zemo outfit, which is really cool. We've got Sharon Carter coming back, who's uh, Emily Van Camp, who I love. Uh, mm-hmm. And... I just rewatched like all of the mainline Marvel movies, and man, the Civil War. Or not so, so um, sorry, not Civil War. Um, actually, no, it is Civil Winter War. Soldier. When no, so Civil War really builds up a buddy cop, like a love love him hate him relationship between Sam and and Bucky. So I, I do think yeah they've got the background, uh, but it's just I I don't know that it's gonna be on the level of WandaVision because WandaVision was such a fun little mystery. Like shit was so confusing and but at the same time like intriguing you know you're not like i don't understand i mean some people were i personally loved every episode of wandavision um so i i don't know i'm gonna get it's not like a perfect show i think the finale didn't necessarily stick the full landing for me um but i really the the finale was like a movie dude the finale was action packed to the gills now see the thing is i don't care about rays of light (laughs) Anymore, oh, okay. like blobs of light, rays of light, or, or cocks of light, cocks glowing, of light, glowing vision cocks. I think glowing. that's fake. I think somebody <laughs> edited that, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, I was looking for it, and I like it wasn't there. <laughs> but I, I really liked Catherine Hahn actually, the the lady who played Agatha Harkness. Uh, oh, she was. At one point, I was like, "Yo, she's super hot." Yeah, she was super hot. I think they de-aged her for the the um, they slimmed her face and de-aged her for the scenes when she was in the past with the witches because she was extra hot and real, real big close-ups on her face. I was like, "Okay, I see." But yeah, she was very attractive. As it was very hocus pocus. Her she hit me. dude, when they reveal her and like then they give her own theme song, it was so good. I yeah, so dude. I was kind of bummed it didn't go a little further, like they gave us Evan Peters Quicksilver and they kind of took that from us though. I don't think that's the last we're going to see of him. No, uh, not at all. I think, come back and Loki shit. And I think he's going to end up being Pietro from another reality. I think he's going to be from, you know, Fox Marvel universe, but I think he'll be the only one that comes in. You think, uh, we're still getting any Mephisto? That was your big theory. I of- think that's what she unleashed. Mm. When she's like, you don't know what you've unleashed. I think it's Mephisto. Oh, maybe that's true. That's well. There's an actually uh, another character. Uh, I forget his name. It's it starts with a C, um, and he is a, a like a god being who uh, is based from like uh, chaos magic is the thing they keep referencing. And he apparently not only has he has ties to Agatha, but he also has ties with Wanda. So mm. it, especially if they're doing the eternal stuff, it could be that character. Mm. Uh, 
I'm not thinking of his name right now. It's it's a weird way to spell it, like Scython or Synthon or some shit like that. I saw um and, I saw a bunch of you know theories. Obviously, we've seen a million of them, but I I saw someone was like, I wanted to be Mojo, and that would have been cool too. Like, oh, I sent that one. Yeah, actually. okay, it was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mojo is actually a pretty cool. That would have been dope. Uh, but uh, I, I kind of get what they, 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 if they would have done. I don't Mojo, think that would make sense. You can't bring Mojo into this shit. Mojo's like long shot space buddy. It has nothing to do with witchcraft. With, with, with well, magic. it doesn't have to do with witchcraft if it was a reality show that he created. This was before we saw Agatha. There. Oh, that's true. So yeah, and the thing is, the- we didn't know that. Like, they had never really talked about. Wanda's powers as being magic in nature because she was she was infused with part of the Mind Stone or whatever the yeah the Mind Stone yeah the Mind Stone and so was Quicksilver when they and when they revealed them in Age of Ultron they didn't have powers originally they were given powers by the Mind Stone basically mm-hmm. they were experimented on but now they're they're asserting that that isn't what gave, like that she was just the Scarlet Witch she was just always gonna have those powers. Did yeah. you see the commercial though about the Nexus? No. Well, in one of the episodes. Yeah, one of the episodes they talk about taking a pill. Oh, the yes. Nexus pill. And the Nexus pill. Well, Wanda is actually the Nexus character for that universe. So six one six. And so the Nexus character is like it's it's like um, it's like a particular character that has some kind of attachment or something like that to that specific like universe. I don't, I'm not necessarily like a doorway, but there, there's something very unique and there's only one person in the universe in like this like universe. It's that, and it's Wanda in, in the original six one six. So I'm thinking that's some kind of setup to why she is uh, important, uh, f- especially because she's supposed to be tied to the multiverse of madness with uh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Garen, so, I mean, it's official. She's in that and she's been filming for a while now. Um, it was really cool to see some of the cameos they actually did have that aren't like comic book character cameos. Like I loved seeing the mom from 70 show in there. Uh, and I loved seeing Emma Caulfield, uh, who was um, in Buffy and the name is slipping my mind. I was, I've been watching Buffy. I'm, I'm on season six now, season five. I don't know. Dawn's there. Um, but it's oh uh, um Anya from from Buffy. It was really cool to see her back on TV, you know, like her back on something. Yeah. Um, she was the the blonde lady, the one that um in this was like, I have a daughter. Can you please just let her out of her room? That lady. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of really cool nods too. Like, did you see all the stuff about Jimmy Woo and how he used the magic trick that uh, Ant-Man did to him with like, there was teaching him with the, the sleight of hand with his card. Yeah. And, no. Yeah. yeah like cool. that. Cause he's from Ant-Man. He was first, uh, yeah. you know, sh- yeah, I remember show. that. I just don't remember that magic trick part. Yeah. It was when uh, Ant-Man kept sneaking out and shit. Like he, you know, and he was like going to do shit and he would have the ants playing the drums in his house and shit. Um, <laughs> I never saw it, man. I, have, I do have it right here. I pulled it up uh, just to touch back on it. Nexus beings are rare individual entities with the ability to affect probability and thus the future, thereby altering the flow of the universal time stream. These beings, each referred to as a nexus, act as keystones of the multiverse and are crucial to its ultimate coherence and stability. Nexus beings are vigilantly watched 
over by cosmic forces such as the Time Variance Authority and the Timekeepers, which I think is what the Loki stuff is about, actually. Well, Timekeepers would be strange. Well, isn't isn't that uh, no, not well, not strange, but isn't Loki supposed to be part of some kind of time? Um, yes, he's a he's from an offshoot time because they took they changed the past in that, and then he slips out. I love that in uh, in Endgame, he's just like, see ya. Yeah, he walks out. <laughs> he just goes like, deuces. Bye. And they're like, <laughs> right here. The Nexus beans also have the potential to produce unbelievably powerful offspring. As it was mentioned that any born of the Scarlet Witch, Nexus being of reality 616, will be powerful enough to stand among the great forces of their universe and rock the cosmos itself. Except one so of her kids Nexus is just fast. Commercial. The huh? other one had like awesome ass powers, and the other one was like, I'm fast. It's like, yeah. <laughs> super speed, unless <laughs> like, you're the Flash, is like such a, I mean, it's a cool power, but it's like a fucking bummer in that, like, not really. Flash is one of the most powerful characters in the DC universe. Yeah, that's why I said unless you're the Flash, because he can like oh, vibrate yeah. between realities. He can do so much more shit. Mm-hmm. Where like Quicksilver's like, I run, and like you know most of the time, <laughs> like I run really fast. It's like okay, all right, cutie, yeah, go you, you go do that. I'll be over here fucking regenerating my entire body as long as my skeleton exists. You know, like <laughs> I'll I'll be lifting three buses and throwing them at you. Yes, mm. I, I just thought that was. I'd probably want Flash, um, Quicksilver powers over Hulk, because then I don't, oh, I don't have to deal with one clothes and two turning into a monster. <laughs> I will say, when when I think of Hulk after rewatching all the Marvel movies, and I was talking to Brian from the Comic Slobs about this actually, um, I'm going to be with the Slobs. Uh, we're going to do a Justice League Snyder Cut watch party podcast. So. Stay tuned. It's going to be on their YouTube channel. I'll probably put. I'll probably record it and put it up on our side as well. Um, we were talking. They really try the Hulk in the MCU. They do not give him the full An range, arc. the full, <laughs> the full breadth of his power. He gets knocked out. I mean, he gets knocked out by Thanos. Whatever Thanos. Uh, I believe at that point he already has a single, at least one of the Infinity Stones, which is like you can okay, that's cool, but like the Hulk has an infinite uh threshold threshold for strength like he just has to yeah. get mad exactly yeah that is true because the hulk supposedly well here's the thing though is i believe what they may have been doing was is it he wasn't angry he was he was scared yes and that's the problem but hulk if doesn't he would have been able to control that fear he would have been able to transform fully or continue to transform and get stronger but then know. who knows? It, he would have just destroyed the ship and everybody on the ship would have died anyways. Yeah, but that's the fun part. Watching Avengers 1, man, that movie's still so good. Like, oh, hell yeah, dude. And they show Hulk in that and Hulk is hulking out. Like, that motherfucker, yeah. they're like, uh-oh, <laughs> he's turning into the Hulk on the ship. That that scene is so good. So much is happening. And we will get back to WandaVision, but you know, it's all tied together. That scene is happening, and like just so many things are going on, and Nick Fury's trying to deal with like 50 different fires to put out. You know, like one of the yeah. engines is down. Fucking Hawkeye's there, mind controlled, shooting people and killing everybody. Fucking Loki's escaping. Black running from him. Yeah. Like just so cool. But <laughs> um, the Hulk that did get kind of shortchanged with that. And like speaking on the Hulk, he is supposed to be one of the more powerful characters. Like, I mean, World War Hulk, he beats. Like everybody, everyone. Like he's gonna get his own movie, but 
wasn't that supposed to happen with no, She-Hulk the, is the Thor shit? She-Hulk's right. getting his own show. Hulk is there is no word of Hulk getting a Hulk movie. Or I could have sworn <clears throat> World War Hulk was going to be a movie. No, that was no. so. So the thing no, is, they, they put can't. into Ragnarok. Ragnarok was a blending of Planet Hulk and oh, which yeah. leads into World War Hulk. They can't really do it because. In Planet Hulk, Hulk is exiled by the Illuminati to uh, whatever Sakar or whatever, and he's like he falls in love. He's like he's he's put in a, an arena and he battles as like a gladiator, and then he falls in love with the princess. He becomes mm-hmm. the king of the planet as a son, and then the ship, yeah, Scar, the ship that they send him in explodes and kills everyone, and then he's like, huh, okay, I'm gonna go back and uh, kill every single person on Earth, and then that's when he comes Bummer. back. Yeah. yeah. Because I thought what they could do is like maybe go back to the planet from Ragnarok and be like, Hulk, do you not remember that you got horny and fucked this chick a couple years ago and you have a son now? And I'm like, oh, they can correct it that way. Like when he was gladiator, buddy, one night he got to, you know, intimate or whatever, consummate with, um, I don't know. I just figured I was like, they're going to do it. It would take years. There's, there's just so many. No, it's, these these arcs are so, like, it's so many comics go into them. It's hard to tell them all. Like, yeah, it's it, and it's also tough with Hulk because he's sort of like a Superman in that it's hard to identify with him. Right, he's just this like insanely yeah. strong thing. And now they've done the you know the Professor Hulk. So now we get Banner with Hulk's body, which is great. That's yeah, that's my favorite version of Hulk. Like smart but also super strong. Right, so great. Um, yeah. So back on WandaVision, I thought it was very cool uh, that we got white, you know, white vision. And I love, I love that interaction with, you know, uh, Westview vision and, you know, reborn vision, like them yeah. merging into one. And it is weird that he didn't tell her, like, hey, I'm alive. Like, I have awoken the vision so you you, you know merge into one i thought white vision no no no, he didn't merge he He, he, he unlocked he like basically unlocked his memories and gave seemingly gave him back his personality that's what i mean like a merging of that yeah this is what i think what he so that moment was a crazy part where i was real where westview and white vision are talking and westview is like trust me dude and he touches him and he trent and he basically usbs him all his memories Hey, guess what? Now Westview, buddy, you can just go, and other guy isn't is you now. Yeah, basically. Or like, I thought they were going to merge. That's what I thought. I thought he was going to turn green and red again, you know, and it was going to the white suit was or the white version of him was going to be like a nod to the comics, and then we were going to get yeah. the Westview Vision basically sacrificing himself, not really, just being like, I don't need to be here anymore. Like I'm not even real, and I know that I'll continue on. Like he's a logical machine, you know. There's yeah. a couple of really good lines, like that part where they're talking. That that whole conversation was really cool. But I also loved the ending when they're talking right before he's gonna get you know destroyed, and he's like, "What am I?" And she says, "You're a being of bone and wire and you know flesh that I made." Blood, and then, yeah. but, and then she's like, "And then you're all this, and you're all this, and you're all my love," which is really I, I don't know. It was really good. I just yeah, mm. I was crying. I didn't cry. They they just keep doing that. Your boy always cries. I stay. Did cool, um baby. were the were the kids the kids were complete creations too or were yes. they? Because she makes the comment, "Thank you for choosing me." So do the people that she possessed chose their roles? 
Yes. The kids were completely fabricated. They, they were, were fabric- everyone, fabricated for sure. That's what I thought, but I, I didn't understand the line, thank you for choosing me as your mom. I think that's like a mother thing. Like, I've heard that before, like, yeah. that p- children choose I don't think you. she was controlling the way they were interacting with her. She probably gave them, like, giving a program the autonomy to react. Like, when she says, boys, take care of the military... I'm busy. Like, she didn't have to think about them. Like, she knew they could handle it. I, I think that was, yeah, like Aaron's saying, like, some kind of, like, motherly thing, kind of. That was a... You're right. There are some holes there. I don't know what's going on because these kids are characters in the comic universe. They do exist. They do have powers, and they do fight, and they did in the show, so they exist now, and eventually they die, and they are absorbed by Mephisto. I'm telling you that fucking red shit, this is all going to go back to Mephisto, because she's using chaos magic. And not to get all in the bullshit, but Agatha was like a witch who not only was just using witchcraft and white magic, but black magic. And at one point when she figures out, holy fuck, you're fucking with chaos magic, that's some other shit. So... Aaron went to film school, and I dabbled in some occult shit at some point. Chaos magic is different than white magic and black magic. Chaos magic is some chaos shit. It's fucking, you gotta fucking be careful. If you believe in it, it doesn't exist, it doesn't matter. But for those occulty people and all you girls who like astrology, people who like astrology and like, are like, we're Neil, we're witches. Um, chaos magic is on, it's on some next level shit. But it's also what so she has in the comics. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, like, just, but in real life, when it comes to people who do, who work with occultism and occult shit and magic and white magic, black magic, chaos magic is some other shit. It's the eight-pointed star. And it's kind of, like, super, super dangerous. So that's, you know, like, I think, I think that this shit is going to tie to Mephisto. Because in the comics, he absorbs them. And also, when she told Agatha... Oh, I'll know exactly where you are. You'll be here. But then she disappears the city. Anybody who was a real person who was just under her spell just gets reverted back to the normal human form. Well, but Obviously, they did show that the that town was not a lush, thriving town. Like a lot of the houses. No, it was a were bullshit town. Up. It was abandoned. It was a ghost town. Yeah, like all the a lot of the restaurants and shit were boarded up. So I think she's just gonna make Agatha take her character into one of the abandoned houses and like basically just give her a house um just be like the crazy cat lady from the simpsons who just yeah. lives in an abandoned house but where's she gonna get her food and shit well i think it'd be all fabricated i yeah, guess she'll eat it and survive that so way. she'll just put her because i was thinking where is where does that where does agatha go because vision and the oh. kids disappear all the rest of the people go back to their lives but i'm like where does this lady go also how long did this whole thing take to transpire because in the show it feels like 60 years no, I think it's like two weeks or like a week. Because she said the one lady says her husband's on a business trip, so I imagine it's been like a week, like a, a you know almost okay. five days. But um, you know what? I wish I wish we would have gotten a Doctor Strange cameo, like when the that last post credit scene is happening and she's like vibing out, you know, being satanic, reading yeah. a you know that dark book, which I think is the book that was missing from the library in Doctor Strange because there was one book missing. Oh, dude. How um, smart are you? I yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I saw a thing about it and I rewatched Doctor oh, Strange. Oh, okay. You're not smart. No, I'm not smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
I think like if he showed up, that would be a really good tie-in to then they can have that same scene like they did at the end of Thor Ragnarok where Doctor Strange shows up for the first time and is like, uh, why the fuck are you in New York? And why did you bring your crazy-ass brother? And he's like, we got to find my dad. And he's like, so if you find your dad, you'll just leave? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> and then he literally sends them. That scene is then borne out in Doctor Strange, which was very cool. Um, yeah. I wish they would have done something like that just to have that. Yeah. Little... They so could. Get... That makes me. Well, go ahead, Seth. They made a mention of Doctor Strange in the in the episode because she tells her that you're stronger than the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. So they do make a comment about him, but they don't. Yeah, he doesn't show. You know what? Up. Have been it'd have really been really fun. It'd have been cool for a cameo. Go ahead. Aaron. Would have been really fun is when she said that just one of those orange portals opens up and his head pops out like nah, and then he just like goes. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not. Yeah, See, I'm remember. thinking something different, like maybe something a little easier to put in for a comic spin, like when um boner has the the what's her name michelle yes what's her name no wait what's her name right zoe wait no michelle wait what's the girl's name oh my god the black girl who keeps coming in and out and her and her dna is getting monica monica rambo monica like maybe like during that scene maybe like boner slash quicksilver is about to like do something bad and then like he comes in for a second. He goes, "No, you're not fucking this up." Like, just have Doctor Strange just jump in real quick and be like, "No, like things are good." He knows what's going on, and like he knows that he has to have this happen. But like, have him come in to like flub what could be a little paradox that could happen, even if it's something funny, like you said, like a little portal comes up and like his hand just like yanks somebody or like mm-hmm. moves a cup or something. It would have been nice to get a little cameo, but I think they didn't. Actually, I know they didn't need to have uh, shoe in just yeah yeah throw agree. in cameos. They did a really good job. They fucking did a bang up job. So gangster. One more of my favorite scenes from just the finale was the I really enjoyed the way that they had her setting up the runes in the sky. That was really cool. Like oh, that was great. When I noticed that, I was like, fuck. Well, first off, when I saw Agatha show her the runes and go, ah, I put the runes. Uh, only whoever puts the runes can use their magic. Now I was like, "Bitch, that's gonna that's gonna be your downfall." Yeah, you just of taught her something. And but then, then by the time the... the end of this shit happened, I forgot. They did it. it surprised well, me. They did the previously on Wandavision, and they showed it, and I'm like, "Oh, that's coming up for sure." They always do that in TV. It's really annoying. There was yeah. like previously on. Remember this, like, bitch. Yes, I just watched it. It's last week. Like, yeah. chill out. It's like, Let remember me... this when somebody slightly moved something. Yeah. But I didn't call it because Agatha's power seemed to be she absorbs whatever you're throwing at her, and she can take take it. And at one point, what the fuck's her name? Scarlet Witch. What's w- her actual name? Wanda. Wanda. Oh yeah, her name's in the title. And Wanda's just going going nuts, dude, and she's just throwing magic at her and depleting herself. And I'm like, oh, she's trying to destroy the the Nexus, like the world. And I'm like, didn't just destroy it. And I'm like, why is she? What is she doing? And then I realized, oh, she's carving the runes into the walls of her nexus world and it was super dude that was super tight you know what i thought also agatha's outfit was dope as fuck i was like oh no they're gonna do the thing oh you want my power take it all and then they explode you know the classic fucking yeah charge yeah Yeah. (laughs) the shell con the mortal Kombat shit i am so powerful so i i gave it a four what do you give it jesse 
for me, it's obviously at least a four. But then I guess you say things like Watchmen exist. So hey, if Watchmen's a five, this can't be a five, right? No, I mean, they can both be fives. I would, if, you know, I'd really probably give it a 4.5 or like, an you know, an 8 out of 10 um, or maybe, no, probably 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. And like, we're, you know, yeah. we're Marvel it's just, boys. It's just a bummer because I can't really stand to give anything that I'm positive on is at least a 4. And this was fucking great. It's a 5. But this, I might have opened a can of worms when... Is Shawshank better than Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. But is Nightmare on Elm Street better than Shawshank? Yes. Uh oh. What no, if I done? don't think there's a problem with like, that because that's your personal feeling. Well, it's, it's like a spell that, like, I, I saw a Reddit post yesterday and somebody was like, the fact that the alphabet exists is one thing, but it doesn't need to be in any order. Yeah. And someone said, oh my God, what have you done? <laughs> And it's true. It, yeah, it's but I mean, it's in an order so that we can remember it. Well, yeah. It's well, sequential organization is very important so that we can exactly. So sequential organization is one thing, but it's just for what this. Okay, so then you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to compare this to all the other Marvel shit. Compared to all of the Marvel shows, five out of five. Compared to everything on the universe, four out of five. And okay. also, we're using five. Five is really difficult. I like a scale of 10, but then we're getting into nuance and we're going to argue over quarter points. Yeah, I don't think you need to compare it to anything else. So to give it the rating that you feel it deserves. The rating that I feel, I really enjoyed this. I thought I was not going to like it. I thought I wasn't going to like it. And it was awesome. Like, to be honest, dude, like you can say Watchmen's a better show than this. And I would agree, but like, bro, like, I don't think I can know a show that did what this show did. This is a very unique show. This That's is what just I'm saying. Unique, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I was saying. Like this, like I think of all the stuff coming up, this was last on my radar. I literally had no care for it. Like, you know, I was going to watch it because I like all the Marvel stuff and I really like these characters, but I was really more excited for like Loki and mm-hmm. a little bit of Falcon Winter. So I'm not like really hot on that either, but this shit fucking surprised the shit out of me. Yes, definitely. It definitely did. Um, well, so Seth, what what would you score it? Because I wanted to ask a couple more little things so that we can yeah. talk more about it. Yeah, no, I'll probably add a four too. Um, I think it's really good. Um, the only thing, I guess, I wish they would have leaned in at least a little bit. I wish it was just they gave us the scroll setup, which is cool. I get that that's where we're going. But I kind of wish we got more of a setup for the Doctor Strange movie. Same. I, I felt like like that was a little bit more of the build that we need. Like we did get the cabin scene, which I think will play a role in the Doctor Strange movie to mm-hmm. some effect. And you heard like her her kid screaming for her, mm-hmm. and that like took her attention away from the book. So that was kind of you know interesting, and, and and I'm curious to see if like she brings these kids to life in the Doctor Strange. Mephisto, dog. Mephisto torturing them or some well, shit. Well, we also you. know yeah. that Wanda Maximoff historically has not been very mentally stable. Not so much in the Marvel universe. I think this is the first time we've seen you know her emotions taking over to that point. Like grief was what this emotion was. Obviously, in her grief, she basically stole the lives of you know hundreds of people and wiped town off the map. Um, I think that's going to be uh, either 
the book corrupting her in some way, you know, via be it Mephisto or some other, you know, negative magic. Ergo, vis a vis. Mephisto, let's go. Um, or it's her, you know, it, it is more grief, you know, hitting her. And I think, I think we're going to get a, you know, some form of no more mutants, but on a scale that makes sense in the MCU. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I wanted to. Because this ask, was a mini House of M, basically, but yeah. not House of M. But I wanted they to just ask, announced the Mutants um, movie, I think, too, right? So I don't know if that's official. I saw it on one website. I saw comicbook.com saying there was rumors of it. And then today I saw like a, it's official, but I don't think Marvel put a tweet out or anything. Um, mm. But I like the art whoever created for that. It was just like the, uh, I think they just cut out the Mutants from New Mutants uh, comics. Um, and you know, it just says whatever. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys what, uh, like are some moments that you found really hype? Um, uh, that last episode, just in general, the fight was great. I really like the witchy stuff. I like, I, I feel bad because I'm like, I'm, ah, let me not say that. Um, I feel bad because she's super hot, but they de-aged her for that. <laughs> so, but, um, but I, I did they... like Agatha, like I <laughs> feel bad saying that i don't think they did like, dude she looks the same no yeah. they de-aged her for the the flashback of the first time agatha is getting they they de-aged her a bit yeah, Catherine did. han's not old i think she's like 30 no she's not but her face was slimmer she can't be 30 she's got the face of no well either way i liked the witchy stuff um even though they put her up to a uh, a, a like a post to burn her. And there was no witches in, burned in Salem. They were all drowned. The only person burned was a man, and that's because he was some weird dude for some other shit. Oh, but that's all. a funny thing. You want to piss off like girls who like love astrology and witches? Just tell them like there was actually no burning of witches back then. They drowned them all. So like the burning of the witches in Salem isn't true. It's they were actually drowned. Um, but I liked um, I liked that kind of thing, and uh, I I don't know, man. What's interesting about that witch, though, is that it wasn't people. It was like witches, quote unquote, burning witches because she was stepping yeah. outside of the witch's coven. So they were. Could, well, she was stepping outside of the out mm -hmm. of their class of spellcraft. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of the times when you see people who are like in occult stuff right now, like witches and stuff and people who do like. Uh, people who are like in occult societies, secret societies and shit and stuff, they're not secret anymore. It's common knowledge and it's okay you can sign up for them on facebook and go to meetings with witches and do witchcraft it's it's real but um those witches and people who are like we're doing the witchcraft the, we're doing the witch the gnostic mass this weekend that's all white magic and there's black magic but you don't fuck with black magic because black magic is going to come back to you sevenfold so even though it all looks evil it's like white magic black magic yes there's some other grades color gradings of them there's chaos magic but what Agatha was doing was she was going out of like, hey, we don't fuck with that. Like, it's like, you know, so I'm paraphrasing, kind of being stupid, and I shouldn't speak on this, but like, it's almost like the difference between Christians and Catholics. They're pretty much the same thing. It's Abrahamic, Mosaic, Judeo Christian myth, but it's, but they're still kind of different. Um, Christians only worship God, Catholics worship also other deities. So Agatha was doing some extracurricular other shit, and they're like, yo, you're breaking the rules. Fuck you. We're going to strip you of your powers and kill you. And they just didn't realize, like, you think you're hurting her, but you're just 
strengthening her. Like they didn't realize. I think she's a mutant because she has a power, and her power is absorption. So whatever you throw at her, she absorbs it, and she can steal your power. That's why she was able to like. Oh, you th- like at one point she's fighting Wanda, and she catches one of her red balls, and she's like, "Ooh, sweet! I want more of this. Give it to me," and she absorbs it. So. That's a whole nother weird thing. They didn't really get into that, and I'm pretty sure they're going to, probably in the Loki shit, when the Mephisto shit comes out. I think she's somebody who's seen Mephisto, knows Mephisto, and she's like, fuck, you're literally summoning the devil. Because Mephisto is pretty much the devil. He's pretty much Satan. Um, but it's strange that you ask what are my favorite moments, because I thought the show was really great, but I can't think of standout moments that weren't just moments of kind of kind fun moments between Wanda and Vision and the community like most of it wasn't like the actiony stuff most of it was that was funny or that's really sweet so it was kind so. of like a heartfelt show i think some of the good moments in there i think one was when vision was walking out during the halloween episode and you see the lady um putting up the clothes like keep repeating it and like a tear coming down her eye mm-hmm. that was a really interesting dark scene showing what like some of these people feel and like when you see at the end wanda walking and, and everybody's just kind of standing like staring at her and they're like oh you know they're they're cool like i think monica rambo says that and they're like no they they're not and they shouldn't be like what i did was fucked up you know i didn't yeah. really understand what my powers were doing it seems like that's what it seems. It seems like she didn't really understand what was happening at the moment. But then once it happened and she got vision back, she was just kind of like, well, I'm going to roll with this and try and just kind of ignored what it was doing to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, she was being selfish. She just wanted her, she yeah. wanted vision back and then whatever reason, the kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, what, a good nut slapping huh? scene would have been great, but sure. Just have immaculate conception the way I was born. No mm-hmm. pussy eating involved, you know, but I mean, I don't know. I think that what was Agatha broke the spell on the people when she had absorbed enough power from Wanda Mm. to rip the spell off of them. And they're like, and then Aaron, how you brought up, she's like, I just want to see my daughter. She's been trapped in her room. And then Wanda's got to like scream and like put everybody back under the spell. I think that at the end, when it came off, like that little weird moment is why they looked at her and knew, because if that little moment when Agatha broke the spell on them and then Wanda put it back on, I think at the very end when she'd walked back up, they wouldn't have realized who Wanda was. Oh no, they, they would have just thought like they knew because remember, uh, Vision's coworker got his spell broken, or Vision broke his spell, and he was like, "I have a sister," and you know, he like knew what was going on, and and, and Monica Rambeau when she left said it was all Wanda, like Wanda was in my head, mm. like they knew. That's why they were looking at her, and that's why when they, they when they woke up, they were like. You are doing this. If you won't let us back into our lives, at least kill us. Yeah. I wonder what like it was like. Like when they went back in their homes and Wanda's like, you know, making a silly pot roast with vision, like, are all those people just standing in the corner like Blair Witch? Or like, do they get to go home and fuck and play video games and eat? They said it hurt. Like like the guy mm. the his coworker said it was a lot of pain and so did Monica Rambeau, so I that do sucks. I do think the scroll yeah, the scroll uh cutscene I was like I don't care. And like I like Monica Rambeau, but I like then they were just like she has superpowers now. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like Yeah, she has superpowers and it just like 
it's kind of just convenient for the moment. What's her superpower? I mean, she's kind of Kitty Pride for a second, I guess. Like I think she she's can... kind of vision. Like she's letting the bullets go through her, but slowing them down. Like using the density of her body to slow them down, but also not die. Very she weird. Can also see like a different color spectrum too, which is yeah. uh, something. Her eyes of... would change color. Yeah. Well, well that's... I think even in, if you look up the character, the power set, she has something to do with like the color spectrum. But I'm not exactly sure how that translates into the power or whatnot. But mm. it, it is, she has some kind of ability like that. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure. One of the things I thought when I saw her expand the the field, I thought we were going to get her creating the mutants. Yeah, because I thought because they they gave the line too that your molecular structure was changing. So there was two theories I heard or something I thought about. That I thought was interesting. One, if the snap, people who came back from the snap have that, but Nana kind of poked a hole in that that I thought was interesting. But it would have been kind of cool to know that people who came back from mm-hmm. the snap had something wrong with their, you know, biology. Yeah. Um, or that that force field triggered it, maybe, or something like that. Um, or two, like, I, I just thought that it might expand the whole Earth in a moment and fuck with a lot of people's so that you get a bunch of mutants in the world. Not everybody, but like a bunch of them, you know, who knows? Maybe the people like if it would have, if it would have done that would have expanded and changed the genetics of people who snapped because there's something a little off that might be unrecognizable or something. I don't know. But anyways, I thought that would have been a cool way to bring about mutants, but they didn't do that. And I kind of like that. They didn't, although it would have been a cool thing to see. It's just, I think sometimes less is more. And I think that a lot of people had a bunch of theories. I mean, dude, everybody was saying Mephesto. I've seen all types of memes saying that's Mephesto. That's Mephesto. I think it still is. I just think they're not going to show them to us yet. But the problem that I'm having in my head now is they're showing uh, the scrolls. You don't have any, there is no space to do anything if you're going to bring the scrolls in. So if the scrolls are coming and we're going to Secret War or yeah, Secret Invasion. There's a movie called Secret Invasion set to come out. So they're definitely then it's we don't have space for we don't have space for Mephisto. Yeah, that's why I was kind of on the i I'm on the fence about your Mephisto theory, especially since in the um I think in the Doctor Strange movie they announced that Nightmare is the villain. But Mephisto's literally depicted in Loki's trailer. <laughs> He's I mean, in the trailer. I don't think so, but I don't know. He's the Christ figure in the stained no, glass. That was Joker, There's a Christ dude. figure, and it's it's a red demon with horns. It's no, 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 dude. That was Joker. You don't remember? <laughs> we live in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Guess what, man? You know what? Endgame, objectively, is a better movie than Zack Snyder's cut, but <laughs> Zack Snyder's cut, I personally will probably enjoy more than Endgame. So at the How end of the dare day, you? you hang up this call immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. We, I don't even care. I can't. We don't have time. We still have to talk Dark Souls. Yeah. That's why I've been trying to guide this. We are at almost 11 p.m., and it's two hours and 18 minutes, and we have yeah, not. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean... We've spoken a million times about it, but I don't know. It's not like we have to retread the story of all the From games. Um, and also, all those things, the Batman trailer, it's just like, the only thing to say is, I'm going to watch it because there's a bunch of CGI action set pieces. 
And there's a bunch of really shitty video game looking seat. Not shitty. They're very detailed CGI looking monster bad guys. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of schlocky shit. So I'm in. That's it. I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not thinking. You know, this isn't Scorsese. This isn't fucking. Enter your favorite Joker. Whoever. Scorsese. <laughs> Both his movies and made Joker. Uh, yep. <laughs> And and had the audacity to put the main character from both of those films into the movie. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Like people are like, Joker was the greatest film of all time. It's like, okay, it's all it was all right. It, yeah, it was, you know, Joker is just all right. It's not even that. I mean, it's it. It was a great it's performance all, it's, it's from right. Joaquin Phoenix for sure. Like he yes. did a great job. It's not even a good Joker. He's not even the Joker. Like yeah. literally. There's just one part, and he just has regular ass clown makeup on. He sure his hair's green, but like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's so I thought weird. it was a decent, like, isolated movie on its own. Yes, you know, like it, it was decent. I think there were some good things in it for sure. You know what it is, uh, and what I, I just enjoyed? don't want to see a universe spun out of that. Agreed. Like, I, I, I yeah, love it as a waste like, of time. I love it as like, what if? Because fuck Batman, right? Like, I love what Batman. I... But, but like, Batman can't necessarily exist in the real world. Like, it's just too unrealistic. Like, no one can do that, right? Yeah. But I yeah. love the idea of, like, what if the Joker was in the real, like, our world? That can happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. a psycho. And without Batman, it's even a little better because he doesn't do as much of the, like, Okay, that's fucking impossible, and he doesn't have poison gas that turns him crazy and yeah. paints mm-hmm. his skin. Like he's just a crazy guy who is, you know, a mentally ill loner crossed with yeah. the world who yeah. doesn't care about God. That line, that line. What do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that doesn't care about him? Oh my God! Like you get what you fucking deserve. Yeah. Like okay, why don't we just write the next school shooters fucking manifesto? Should we do that? Because that's literally what you wrote, dude. Literally, like I said on a stream one time, like I dealt with a guy who I was friends with who is mentally unstable and had, you know, all this bullshit, and coincidentally was like getting into a weird mania kind of supremacy state. He literally was like berating me, and then he sent me a photo of Joaquin Fiener's Joker. And it was not a meme, and it was not a way to joke about the current standings of time. It was this kind of off-his-rocker dude really connected with that to the point where he was like, this will scare him. <laughs> you know, that I'm the, like the Joker. You and know, I'm just like um, the there was a story. There was actually a couple of stories I think um, came out about the people in Hong Kong who are protesting against uh, China were wearing Joker face paint in their protests. <laughs> sure, I mean, sure, God. whatever you want. You know, it's your world. <laughs> Whatever it's, you want. No, it's your society. <laughs> it's yeah, it's society. your fucking society. And you know what the worst part about Jared Leto Joker in the Justice League trailer is? At least in Suicide Squad, he was like trying to do his own take, right? Which, you know, yeah. David Ayer decided to give him face tattoos, which was a fucking huge mistake. But like, remove those, and he's like young Joker who's a gangster. And you're like, okay. And Jared Leto's yeah. a good actor. I was like... Let the guy just be Joker. Remove those fucking terrible tattoos. Like, 
I didn't mind the tattoos because I think it is a little more reflective of what the the gangbangers and stuff of today yeah, are kind of doing. The damage yeah, on his forehead. The damage yeah. on his he might as well have had a fucking hatchet, man. <laughs> yeah, as long as long as, yeah. it, as long as they were just doing a different um it's a different Joker. Like it's it's not the Joker we know from comics. It's not the Joker fine. Like it's just this thing that they're trying to do that's capitalizing on like the 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 younger more modern stuff like a lot of the hip hop artists and stuff like that like he basically was Takashi six nine yeah but kind of. it where I was going with that is like at least in that he was doing his own thing and you know he had a mm-hmm. similar voice but he wasn't just doing Ledger I feel like in this Justice League trailer he's like look yeah. at me I'm Heath Ledger you want to know how I got these scars like yeah. Ugh, and people are stuck to it. Like so many people on my Facebook, I, I almost deleted people because I was just like, "How dare you!" Like, yeah, posting yeah. like how I told you earlier about like the 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 person who I've been friends with for damn near fifteen years, where he was like, "Oh my god, did you see when he had the crown of thorns? Oh my god!" And then he was also. Have you seen the trailer for the the Batman Taylor trailer for uh for Zack Snyder's uh, fucking Justice League? And he's like. It's so incredible. There's a moment where you see Batman and then you hear Leto's Joker. Eh, 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 eh. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds terrible. And he's like, it was incredible. And I'm just like, fuck, they're getting away with the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, people you know, are drinking it. It's even worse than that, I think, too, because um, – they're setting up an interrogation scene with like uh, Batman and Joker in the movie, and you it's just like you're literally just ripping the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, I'm like, look, if you want to show me, because my understanding of why the Joker's in this is because we're going to explore the nightmare scene for about an hour. Like, an hour of this movie is actually the future, yeah. With um, Dark I Side. think if not one, a full episode because what are they? They're yeah. four, one no. and a half hour it's episodes, or is a, a four hour movie, but it, it's going to be straight. They're, they're putting it all together, they're not actually breaking it up into episodes. So, yeah, I saw that now. It's going to be one thing, one which whole. is which I'm which I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that it's one whole setting. You're going to yeah. do the whole four hours at once with uh, Slob Aaron, yeah, God. Fucking kill me, dude. Honestly, the thing is, I told you we should. Yeah, bruh, Justice League original was terrible, but at least it was. It had like I remember seeing it and being like, eh, like it was bad, but at least it had some levity to it. And like, like yes, everyone's mad because Joss Whedon came in and and Whedonized it. Great, but at least he made it fun in some parts. You know, like. This is like you can just see Snyder like in his room with his fucking corn shirt on and his fucking Avenged Sevenfold poster, and he's like, "Hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna take these cells from the original fucking uh, Justice League film. They were all like color. You can see like Superman's got his like red <laughs> cape on. I'm just gonna take this sharpie to it, dead. <laughs> fuck yeah, everything's better when it's dark. <laughs> it's like fuck see, you." Dude, yeah. I'm gonna take Joker. I'm gonna put a crown of thorns on him, like Jesus. Dude, and you know his hair is like allegory. You know his hair is like green, like really bright green, like crazy, right? But what if it was black, dude? Oh, dude, what if it was black, dude? Imagine, like, dude. See, I, I don't care for some of that. I would agree with you. The only thing is, I actually didn't mind the um, more serious approach because I feel like if you're just doing the oh yeah superhero thing, jokey jokey, you're just strictly taking off the MCU. 
And if you oh, want, I can agree with you with that. I can agree with you with that. I'm, I'm, I'm super annoyed at how jokey Marvel is. Yeah, so like I actually don't mind it because like I don't want it to be a cookie cutter paste because like even Marvel's movies are starting to feel like a cookie cutter paste of the other movie that they just did. So mm-hmm. like I actually don't mind the darker take. And there were some things about Batman versus Superman that I actually did enjoy. Um, but I do think like I don't know why you would do the death of Superman. I don't know why you would bring it. Like there's a there's a couple of things with that movie. And then like the I think actually Zack Snyder's version may be better than um Joss Winden and what he did. There's a chance it might Winden. The only reason why I say it might is because at least it'll be a tone and version that's a little more consistent. And it's something different than just like what I felt like Winden did was just Winden oh, Look! Look what Marvel's doing. Let me do that. It's, and um, I don't know. Like, I don't mind if you're going to be a little different. Look, I agree with I don't you. It, I don't know if Zack Snyder was like the right person to to go that with. Yeah, I agree that uh, that a darker take is fine. Because look at the original Nolan films; they were darker mm. films. They had a yeah. grittier take. That's fine, especially Batman. Batman's not yeah. like a fun story you know like (laughs) it's definitely not (laughs) it's supposed to be tragic right and it's a guy another guy dealing with grief like in a really violent and mental illness (laughs) it's a really violent shitty way and all he does is create his own problems like that's the fun thing about batman is most of his villains are people he fucking created basically you know like yeah um i just think snyder is the wrong guy it's so edgelord it's so god it drives me it is edgelord it's like dc meets sucker punch yeah god and (laughs) and i agree with you man like my favorite thing in uh you know uh batman v superman was that batman scene where he's in the warehouse he's fighting everybody that's cool right Mm -hmm. but then it's like they tried to speed rush like the dceu to become the mcu it's like bro the 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 roadmap was laid out make a superman movie make a batman film make a wonder woman film make an aquaman film create an event film that brings it brings them all together then start to have picture you know films that have one and you know two of them together but they reference each other they see another one you know then everyone gets a part two yes after the group movie and in that part they saw marvel took 10 years to do that and they wanted to do it in two yeah yeah they were like man you know it's cool when superman died but we just showed him for one movie yeah but what if he dies this time it's like why like well they were trying to one up uh civil war because those move that civil war and bvs came out same year just a few months apart and civil war shits all over bvs like Mm -hmm. i just rewatched civil war last week it's fucking good yeah Mm -hmm. i agree i i I would agree and you know why Uh because the stakes were low like or the the scale was low not the stakes like it wasn't like the sokovian accord was a really smart way to do it right um Mm -hmm. they had just dropped a city on another city you know like they killed a bunch like they destroyed a bunch of shit and it was their fault. You know, like uh, Ultron existed because of them. So that's cool, right? They need to check it out. And they've been building to that, dude. It's been yeah. the Iron Man. I just watched all that shit. It all so- like subtly builds towards that. And the characters that are enacting the Sokovia Accord are from Iron Man, man. Gary Shandling was in yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man yeah. 2 and Iron Man yeah. 3. Well, no, just Iron Man 1 and 2. But still... And he is the Hail Hydra senator who then, you know, the, like the, all that shit. It's all together, right? Oh, I forget where I was going with that. 
I would just say maybe to capitalize on what you're saying is like you don't the, get in game, you don't get infinity. Sokovia Accord shit as opposed to the, what DC was doing at the no, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. The stakes being. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, why yeah. because the stakes are low. You don't, or they're not like end of the world. Everything's gonna die. Doomsday is yeah. coming, and it's like why? Why do you care? Like. Yeah, dude. Like a lot of times, games or certain things come when the stake isn't. It's the end of the universe, and it's just, hey man, it's a small story. Like, and it's told well. Yeah. That's a really good story. Like, it doesn't always have to be, this is the end of the world. Look at WandaVision. In a world. WandaVision is... Sorry, I was just saying, look at WandaVision. It is small scale in terms of MCU. Like, it's not end of the world. It's Hell yeah, nobody knows what's fucking going... Nobody out of that box, other than the FBI and corrupt buddies, know what's happening at all. Nobody knows what's happening. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. It, It wasn't like... Oh, and in the middle, Wanda has a stone that's been charging, and if she destroys this, it'll destroy half the country. Like, no, it's just a story. It's just about her and her loneliness and her love and her lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this lady's daughter who's been stuck in her room (laughs) for two weeks. (laughs) There's a lot of elements of BBS that I felt like could have been that if they wouldn't have done uh, Doomsday, and instead they would have did Metallo, and instead if they would have just changed a few things like the lex and all there's a few things because there's elements of the god versus man kind of argument and debate that i think that movie was trying to have that could have been an interesting and kept it like a smaller scale where it was like batman v superman and then you introduce like a metallo a smaller villain that's more direct than just trying to take down superman that lex does way better you you know what i would have done go ahead aaron i got an idea after you know what i would have done batman v superman they set it up perfectly. Bruce Wayne sees Superman yes. fighting Zod and is like, "Oh no, no, no!" Yeah, that beginning was strong. Yeah, like that I have to. Even if he's good, what if he becomes bad? Like, what if he decides he's not here to protect us anymore? I'm gonna yeah. kill him and let them fight. Let them fight. Let them fight. And then, yeah, you have. I see. Like, I agree with you. Have a very small scale thing happening, like, uh, because of. You know the destabilization of uh, Superman. You know be, being being distracted or whatever. You have another country shoot nukes at at the U.S. right or whatever. And then Batman and him have to team up to stop this because he can't. You know whatever. And then they team up and he sees like okay, he he does have a good heart. I just will have to watch him. And basically you just have it be like just know that if you ever fuck up, I'll kill you. And you you know you make Batman show that he could. Because we get kind of a little bit of that, but then it's like, where's Martha? And it's like, why did you say that name? And that's yeah. the dumbest. That's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like high school writing. Yeah, It really is, yeah. Like, that's what I was thinking is along the lines of just have it to where they're both coexisting in the same world and they're both heroes. So while Batman's fighting off a crime thing and he's like through the mission and like the he's almost there he's working so hard and then out of nowhere just like fucking you know johnny big dick walks in and just goes bloop, 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 and solves the mystery and like you know punches the bad guy in the face superman punches the guy in the face flies away and he's like what the fuck and like they he sees how they're both coexisting to the point where like it's gonna emasculate batman because batman is not a superpowered being but it's what you're saying, Aaron, is actually a little better, Like, which is something people have said, is, oh, he sees Superman fighting Zod, and what he's looking at is just two Zods. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one's gone? I got to get rid of the other one. Yeah. 
and, and that's what we got. Starts to learn that okay, you know what it what it, sh- what it should have been called is uh, the name of the Batman Superman comics, World's Finest Heroes, I believe is what it's called. They should have called it that, where it's just like they they run into each other, and then like Batman's never going to be able to accept a super powered crazy god being. But yeah, then you give them a, something that they have to fight against together. Lex Luthor should have been the post-credit scene. And finally, Lex Luthor should have definitely been the the, the post-credits, like in his office at the hundred and twentieth story of his building, saying interesting. I don't know. I think Lex could have been involved. <clears throat> it just kind of balanced better. Like it, it he like I mean, because Lex, of course, if you see Superman and Batman doing something, it kind of makes sense for him to get involved. It just. It did, Not it just really, when the whole world is full of super-powered beings fighting all the time. Yeah, I mean... And also, get out of here with his son. Fuck you, Jesse Eisenberg. You're a good I, actor, but I, I, that I was stupid. Yeah. I don't care. Well, well and he shouldn't have been Bring creating Doomsday. Kevin Spacey should have came back for Lex Luthor. Yeah, or just get Spacey. another guy. There's a million actors that are so... There's many. a million bald white guys. Just get one of them. Also... Oh, yeah. Joe uh, Rogan. Uh, <laughs> also, fuck... Doomsday. You don't do Doomsday. You do yes. fucking Bizarro. You have him resurrect Zod and he becomes Bizarro. Easy yes. fucking yes. easy clap, dude. It's like the Brilliant. easiest fucking clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. But... You know what Doomsday is? Doomsday is your Thanos. That's the yes. as, that's if you are successful for ten years of DC films, you get to do Doomsday kill Superman. You take five years off. You make a couple of Teen Titans movies, and you make Beast Boy, and you make Raven. Warner. And then in 2020, 2030, you get to do the rebirth of Superman, and you get to do Steel and the Cyborg, and you get to do all that shit. But you tried to rush it. Yeah, I agree with you, Jesse. I do think like you didn't have to put Lex in there. I agree. I I don't think you had to. I'm not mad if you did, but I don't think you had to because you're right. Like the beginning, that beginning scene of Batman versus Superman, as it is, was strong enough motivation yeah. to understand why Batman wants to fight Superman. Period. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. We didn't need more than that, and then they put more than that in there, and it ruined the movie. Yes. So. Yeah. And, we don't even uh, have to have him hate him there. We could have a three-minute scene of him in the Batcave, uh, just where Alfred's like, Master Bruce has been 20 hours, you're looking at the same footage, and he's like, I don't get it. I'm look. Uh, it looks like he's taking that guy down, but what's this guy? I know that the Zod guy's bad, but what's this guy? And he's trying to understand what is that. And then as he's doing Batman missions, he keeps running into... Like, it would almost be kind of funny... Where, like, Batman's taking two hours to, like, take down this building full of bad guys. And, like, right when he's about to finish his mission, Superman just, like, doop, doop, jumps in. And he's like, God damn it. I could have just stayed home for this. Well, no. I mean, you could do it as in, like, he's fighting (laughs) criminals, right? He's fighting, like, gang members and, like, guys robbing a bank. And then Superman is throwing tanks to stop wars between you know the entire world's powers, right? Like to save. Oh, good, good, good call. And all he's seeing is like, look at the small scale shit, whatever. And I mean, that's one thing. But I truly think they set, like you said, Seth, they set it up perfect. You know what you do? You don't even have Superman hate Batman. Super, I mean, sorry, Batman hates Superman. He's not the type, but he's a logical person. He there's a big mm-hmm. thing in the comics that like the the all of the Justice League realize like oh he knows how to kill every single one of us. Like he has mm-hmm. files on how to. It's kill It's called us Tower all. of Babel. Yeah, yeah. That's Tower how you do. Tower of Babel, and it was told in the DC film Doom 
animated film. They're all available on uh, HBO. It's very great. So Doom uh, on DC Films or in the comics Tower of Babel. Very, very great story where they all realize Batman has a file on how to kill each one of them. So that makes them skeptical of him. But then he's like, hey, man, one time Superman got a star on his head and they took control of him. And my bad. Go ahead. Yeah. And so but that's what I mean. Like, you don't even have to have it be this like do you bleed you will like you just have it like oh no sir <laughs> i saw what i saw was world destructive power you could yeah. kill this planet and i'm not here to allow that to happen and then yeah. you have them like obviously have to begrudgingly work together and he sees like okay this guy's good but i need to know how to kill him and that's how you end it you just have him like mm-hmm, and then you just see him putting one kryptonite bullet away and like yeah he's like yeah. i don't use guns but if i have to i will you know something stupid like that but anyways, that, yeah. also Doomsday's Doomsday's a shit character in general. Like even in yeah. Death of Superman, he was trying. I'm like, oh cool, guy with rocks. Okay, I don't care. But can we move yeah. on to uh, Dark Souls so that uh, it's not sure. Let's do it. Yeah, man. it is super late. I mean, I'm I'm well. I mean, what is there since you know we've never spoken about from software on this podcast? <laughs> we've never talked about Dark Souls, and even the times that you've come on, Seth, we've never really talked about any FromSoft games. Never. Oh, first time. So I think what we should do is go on a synopsis of every single game, and we should probably tell exactly what each of us did on every game. But no. Question. Wait, 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 wait. Question, question. Do you even know the synopsis of all these games? Like, could you break <laughs> down the exact story of all these Dark Souls games? Don't say that. Then we're going to be here. I mean, because I, I, I know a little bit. You're going to try, but I promise you, you are not going to put it. No, nobody knows it. it. In a cohesive state that everybody listening to this podcast would be like, I know Dark no. Souls. Because no, it's go to Vati Vidya, go to Vati Vidya for that. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is Aaron beat Sekiro, and this year Seth beat all the Dark Souls games. Uh, and you beat Sekiro at release, right? Yeah, close to release. I borrowed it from, I think, my brother. I actually never did buy the game, and then I got a copy from Eric, who gave me his copy. <laughs> Don't worry, so. I bought it twice. <laughs> There you go. I have Thank the hundred dollar GameStop only collector's edition that has the statue of the wolf. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, Eric did too. My buddy Eric, he actually platinumed uh, Sekiro. Uh, yeah, I got the coin right next to me on my bed right now. Listen, and he. Uh, Damn, yeah. that was a nice I, sound. I, I, that was satisfying. I, yeah, I flipped the coin all the God, time. That's right next really to my nice. bed, baby. It's a pretty coin. Well, so. Instead of like a, a real like retrospective, let's bring it all down. I wanted to, I was more interested in a Seth retrospective. Like you just played Seth through, you just played through the Soul series, and you have played all. You've played Bloodborne too, right? You you beat that as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I thought so, but I just wanted to make sure. That's true. So it's more, yeah, more that you beat the Souls because everyone Cause knows what the Souls. Everyone knows what we think about them, right? Like everyone knows we love all the Souls games except for Sekiro. Yeah. Even though I do kind of begrudge it. It's Sekiro is the child that i'm like i love you because you're my child and i'm proud of you because you you're like an mit scientist but also i hate you because you're an mit scientist and i'm a fucking you know i, I work at mcdonald's or whatever not not to yeah. hate on mcdonald's <laughs> workers but you know what i'm saying like your success yeah. is better than mine you're better I think than me. mcdonald's workers know where they sit in society it's okay we love this society listen i don't think anyone I have no judgment of whatever anyone does to pay their Bitch, bills. Bitch, I work at a grocery store and, and I make less than I make twelve to fourteen thousand dollars a year. Okay? Well, this is what I'm saying, Jesse. I don't. <laughs> it's fine to you. make fun of poor people. I'm I don't, one of them. I don't judge you for that, but I don't you think you, you look at. I don't think. 
people that uh, work the counter at McDonald's or work on the grill at McDonald's or work at a grocery store necessarily think of it as like this is my career. They think of that this is my job and I pay my bills with this, right? And Some there's of us nothing are wrong with that. We have no option for careers, and this is what we're stuck with because we didn't make better choices in life. And some of us have to accept that. We definitely go on a far way away from Dark Souls. Yes. But yeah. Okay, Dark Souls. Sorry. Uh, you touch want me the to dark, the demon stuff. inside me. Yeah, I'll touch the demon inside you. All right, mm-hmm. demon butthole. Um, it's in my butt. Yeah, I will say this. So uh, let's kick it off. Uh, demon Souls, I'll start with that one. That was definitely the first. And um, there were a lot of things I like about Demon Souls as far as it feeling like a Mega Man game. Uh, where you pick your level, you go there, and each of these worlds have a very unique style to them, uh, enemy structure and everything like that. It's all like based on the level, you know. And that's uh, a very it, good way to describe that, actually, because mm-hmm. it is. It, every world has a different theme, almost, and has mm-hmm. different uh, obstacles. Because like we don't get a lot of traps in the Dark Souls games, or. Mm-hmm. In Sekido or in Bloodborne, really, there's not really yeah. like traps. Like obviously, Sen's Fortress, Dark Souls One, Sen's Fortress, and also um, the where the elephants are in Dark Souls Two. Yeah, the um, oh my god, Pharaohs, Doors of Pharaohs, the Doors yeah. of Pharaohs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, no, so Demon Souls, I definitely like that. Um, the remake really helps put it up there, and I think Demon Souls is the most approachable. I would definitely say it's the easiest. It's 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 definitely got the Dark Souls stuff of a slower pace. The bosses are really not that difficult, other than uh, maybe like the Flame Lurker and the Man Eater. Yeah, are probably those are the, the two. Ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those two. But they kind of prep you pretty good for Dark Souls. Well, King Dor- King Doran will fuck you up if you slip. But yeah, yeah, that's true too. He he can get you if you if you slip. But then anybody will fuck you up. Well, if you, if you slip. So False King Alant can fuck you up too. Like my buddy Justin. He's the last boss. Hell yeah, he'll he, field steal your souls. Well, but Justin, my buddy Justin never beat Demon Souls because he got there and he he did, he played it at launch and he got all the way there with no guide and he got his levels drained. Oh, wow. He got level drained like a bunch of times and then he just couldn't beat him. And that's the one oh, I think no. the biggest problem with Demon Souls to me is the the leveling pace pace. Like the uh, XP gain is so bad in that game. Yeah, but not only that, but I wouldn't it, know about that because I cheesed it. But no, not not only is that bad in Demon Souls, but also leveling weapons is very bad in Demon mm-hmm. Souls. Yeah, because you got to get like stones from specific levels from specific enemies, and like there's only so much you get per playthrough. And then the other thing is if you get boss weapons that need colorless Demon Souls, you only get like. Maybe ten of those you can get uh, through a playthrough. Yeah. So you can only level up. You can only max out like two boss weapons per playthrough. Hmm. So and they're really hard to get. Yeah, because you got to get your world to dark uh, tendency to be able to kill the little, little demon tentacle monster things, and you get colorless demon souls from them. And I think there's about one in each world, so you can get five that way. Um, if you do, uh, what's the name? Mistopheles or some shit like that? Mistopheles. Mistopheles. If you do her mission, she'll give you, I think, like three more. If you kill everybody in your nexus for her, she'll give you about three more colorless demon souls. Hmm. Um, Bro, so I remember when we a... were uh, playing in your world and you wanted to kill that one NPC in fucking Blight Town or whatever the, I forget, the Swamp 
the swamp. Remember the one she's on that little island in the middle of yes. the poison, and she was fucking us up like yes. <laughs> one hit, and you can't roll because you're in the swamp. Like it's oh. well, it's it's not even that though. It's it's the roll in the swamp, but it's also because the world is completely black. If your world is completely black, you take damage like a bitch. Like yeah. you will get hit hard. You'll get wrecked, and then those special NPCs are only available when you get the world completely black. And there's like one in each world. And if you kill them, they give you like a really good weapon, but they hit hard as fuck and they take damage like a champ. So it's, they're difficult. They're difficult to get through. But, um, the, and a lot of those things are actually interesting about demon souls, the world tendencies and stuff. I just wish there was a better, especially for multiple playthroughs, there was a better way of transitioning those things. Yeah, I wish it wasn't tied to boss fights since you only can fight a boss one time each, right? Like, I oh, wish it was yeah. a stone. Tied you to could... that, you can actually cheese that out by getting with somebody and putting your summon sign down and just killing them a bunch. Because, like, if you kill invaders, you turn your world white. Oh, yeah, I had <laughs> you invade me a million times and I did that. Oh, they didn't, they didn't do the thing where they don't let you... Because that's a thing where, like... If you can summon your own friend as an invader, you can basically No, cheese. they made it even easier. You can password invade. So Seth yeah. and I will use oh a password, and if he invades, it preferentially comes to me. Because they wanted well, not you... Like that. Not only that, you could drop a summon sign down, an invasion summon sign, so that you can just, like, somebody can summon you into your world to fight. Yeah. Like, there's a red one and a blue one. Oh, yeah, I so, forgot yeah. about See, that. See, and... I like that. And that leads to trophy games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that because it's the opposite of what these assholes do when they're like, you want to play our game online? Shut your game off and block your stream. And these guys are like, oh, you want to farm trophyable invasions? Go ahead. Mm. Thank you. We did it on my stream, I think, or on our stream. Yeah. Seth and I did Thank it because I had to get my world white so I could do this one event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know you gotta get your world white. It's right. the, thank you, thank you for doing that because that's awesome. Like thank you for giving me the flexibility to play the game how I want to. Yeah, so th that that is nice. It's just a little tedious. I I just wish there was a better way of changing the world from light to dark, especially for multiple playthroughs. So uh, Demon Souls is great though. Like there's a lot of interesting, and it's a it's a you can see the similarities to the Dark Souls games, but it's also it's pretty unique in that way. Yeah. Uh, so Dark Souls 1, I would say, is probably the best world, like the best connected world. Oh, yeah. Like it's condensed and everything feels connected and you can kind of see everything as you're going Two, yeah. it's a little too wonky with it. And three just feels a little too massive and, 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 and almost a little separated, too, with all the different places that you can go in three. Yeah. Three has um, like. Yeah. Oh, none of the worlds you can just walk to each one, right? Like you have to yeah. teleport around, get summoned yeah. by high walls. Yeah. You need to do the bridge thing with the demons, yeah. and then from there you got to fall down. I mean, I mean, I think the fact that Aaron did his soul level one of Dark Souls remastered Dark Souls one, and within thirty minutes, he had like four paths he could go on. Yep. Yes, I like that a lot about it was Dark. Really Souls. great. It was like I, 30 minutes in, it was like, holy shit, you can go to Blighttown or you can go to the Gargoyles or you can go to the Catacombs or Dude, I was like, holy shit. I could go to New Londo Ruins and I would 
be fucked up. I couldn't kill the four kings because I'd have to get the crest of Artorias. But I mean, I could do any of that. Yeah, but you could yeah. run through that fucking shit and just run through all the ghosts and just find a bonfire. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. That was really cool. I played, I, st- I kept going to the ghost area like, I want to see what this is. But it was like, oh, no, I'm like way too early for this shit. Like, and it, you learn by just getting wrecked, you know, but like at least those things are open and you can even just make mad dashes for stuff if you want. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like it's Dark Souls had the best world. Um, it still had the jank of the the weapon building because it still has a bit of the demon soul stank to it where you got to get certain stones Mm -hmm. and And you got to go to certain blacksmiths that's the worst part yes so that that's that i'll do that no No. dark souls two and three simplify that you just go to one blacksmith Okay. Not only that, not only that, but you all you do is you level up with Titanite shards, yep. large Titanite shards and all that, and yeah. then you could just take one stone and be like, oh, it's bleed now. Yep. Oh, it's fire now. Where you actually, in Dark Souls and Demon Souls, you have to, like, build a fire weapon from, like, like you gotta build up your weapon to, to like, level five, three, right? five or seven or something. It's five. And reset and then, it, yeah. reset it, and rebuild it up with new stones. So that's that's just the you know the aggravating part about it, and it's not even that much stronger when you reset it. Like you're you're just like it's kind of a bummer because you need to like prep. You know that you're gonna go back down, so you have to like have a bunch to be able to upgrade it once it's there, and that means you have to have souls. It's it's yeah, it's yes. a bitch. Yeah, so Dark Souls two and three definitely made all of that better, and also Dark Souls the first one didn't embrace the teleportation as much. Not at like all. Like Dark Souls, yeah, you can teleport to a handful of bonfires, but you still got to traverse the and world. And you but... gotta get past Ornstein and Smo. That's so far mm-hmm. into that game. Mm-hmm. You're in the last third of that game. They they give you teleporting by like the end of the game because they're like we're gonna speed it up you have to they they're forcing you to explore which is cool but it makes you commit like when you go down into the catacombs which a lot of people do first because they don't see that path up you can get fucked like you can be kind of stuck down there well skeletons yeah the skeletons will fuck you up yeah for sure so i mean that's um those are some of the like the pros and cons cons with a dark souls one um the pros and corns corns yep the pros and corns um (laughs) dark souls one um the bosses are actually a little tough they're tougher than demon souls for sure yeah but um they're still fairly like interesting there's some funny stuff in there where like the kappa demon you know it just becomes a basic enemy later in the game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You fight like twelve of them in a row when you're down yeah. in the, the demon well, star or whatever. Taurus demon. Well, to be fair, they're smaller in scale and their their damage and HP is scaled down. Yeah, it, it, that's true. It, that's true. But I mean, but still, let's laugh uh, at it for real. Capra demons are assholes, and I'd rather fight three Taurus demons than two Capras. Yeah. So. um but yeah, there, there's some interesting bosses. I kind of like Dark Souls one uh, a little more than I think the other two in some ways. In some ways, just the connectiveness of the world and 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 some of the interesting things with it. Um, but like Dark Souls two, um, I think it's definitely a good play. But like like Jesse, you said a lot when I was about to get into it and did like, it's, it's a long one. It's, it definitely is. It's a long one. It's a big especially game. Especially if you do all the DLC stuff. Oh yeah. With yeah. 
I'll to... say it's a different game. Mm-hmm. It it is, but it does feel a lot like three. I, I, you could feel like because like Dark Souls two was a turning point, and it felt like Dark Souls three was like, yeah, that stuff they did in two was cool. We're gonna take that, but then we're gonna make it more like how we've been like, because the the weapon leveling system is almost exactly the same from two to three. They kept a mm-hmm. lot of that stuff. Um, different fight styles start popping up in two. For instance, like um, what I used the Cassius all through oh, the Cestus. I used that all the way through two. And there's different, like a different fighting stance that you can do. <laughs> in there, where you yeah, power can, stance. You, can you beat the fucking blue smelter with fist weapons. Well, well yeah, but. So, <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. With but the champion covenant, by the way, you piece of shit. Wait. Wait, what, what? <laughs> with the champion covenant yeah that's that's actually interesting because i don't think that's ever come back you know, it's no. not in three i think but a champion cover which just makes the game harder that was pretty cool um but so with the with the cestus like i was saying you hold triangle and they do like a power stance so there's two different moves so then like I don't think that was in Dark Souls nor in Demon Souls. You didn't have that. Nope. There was no then dual wield. In, in Dark Souls 3, they embrace that and then go crazy with it, where there's like different fighting styles with all the fucking weapons. Yeah. Yeah, but I wish they would have just brought Power Stance back because there's only a handful of dual wield weapons <clears throat> in Dark Souls 3, and they have cool movesets when you're in dual wield stance. But like, I love the idea that like you can mix and match two similar weapons like so that you can visually make whatever pair you want you know as yeah. long as you have 1.5 but then you would have to stats. do the math to be able to be able to pull it off yeah that was actually one of the concerning things i had with three because when i first started playing i didn't realize like the cestus and three one of the cool things is like you only need one of them yep and you can just it's the two-handed weapon where in two i had to find two different ones to dual wield them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so and like, level them each separately. Yeah. But what was worrying about me is like, at first I thought, am I not going to be able to parry or like, cause th- like some of the weapons you, you don't, you don't really parry with yeah, because no. like they have the different abilities. So the arts, even shields, not every shield can parry, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a big part of my play styles. I do like to parry. Like it's part of how I get through Dude, it. So. You know that you are what made me learn how to parry and Jesse learn how to parry. We literally watched you and we're like, this motherfucker. And then I literally <laughs> started the game and I was like, oh, parrying is pretty easy, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep. I had known that it was there and that we could do it. I just never thought to use it. Mm-hmm. And it's something I can even say. This is like as I stare at my uh at a commissioned piece of art for alucard on my wall um it's a way that you play seth the way that you saw and realized the parry and you started to utilize it and i think aaron and i were like why is this motherfucker parrying so much and we just started to try it and we were like wow it works no so what it's we when did, I was, it was what you it, do that we didn't do was you saw it and tried it and failed a couple times and then we're like oh hold on and then did it until you learned it we would like what i did was i tried it two times like it's impossible i'll never get it and then i just moved on you know like i was just like i can't do it and because well, you're not afraid of dying you you don't come in with fear like you said that's the part of a hard game is like you come in knowing it's gonna be tough and i'm gonna learn how to get through it 
Where? Well, yeah, but but look, really quick. Well, I was going to tie that into Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm. Like, I love that game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And I was noticing on the Seth videos when Seth was playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night, he was using the spells. Spells, all you, all you need is MP, magic points, magic power, um, mom's pussy, whatever you want to call it. And it regenerates over time. And you went into a boss fight and you just started dropping little it's like it's like back forward down up attack ghosts. Little magic spell ghosts. And they were like hitting the boss. And I was like, why is this motherfucker using spells on the boss? I never thought to use those those extracurricular activities. Like the magic spells, the parrying. I just go in, hold my shield, let's go, dodge, dash, slash. And Seth's out here using his whole range of tools. And I think that might have been what it was, because it reminded me, like, I knew the parrying was there. And Aaron, the fact that, like, the first time we thought, like, let's just try it. Like I saw the other day when you did your soul level one, the first enemy that came up, you were like, boom, still got it, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like parry, you know? And uh, same thing, like when I'm playing Dark Souls, I'm like, let me parry this guy. Boom, still got it. But 30 minutes later, I'm still not really doing it because it's not part of my repertoire. But I've noticed that like with Seth, like you think to do those things. Like yeah. I watched a bunch of your Symphony of the Night shit and you use your magic spells. I never use my magic spells. I will say and, that once I learned yeah. it, it has become part of the repertoire. There are certain enemies, like in Irithyll in Dark Souls 3, that I just I can't take the risk. I can't spend the time to, like, you know, yeah. try and parry bitches. But Well, in Irithyll, those, those guys, those are mini dancers. You got to be careful with those guys. One or of the things I'll say people. about, like, when you play games on the hardest difficulty, I think one of the things that, I guess, prepared me for that is... You get to um, there's there's a habit I noticed with gamers, and I, and I used to do it too because I didn't always just put my games in hard mode and stuff like that. But there's a habit of like, oh, I, I got this special item, I must save it for the right time. Oh, I beat the game and never used that item. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's me. So what I do is, oh, I got this item, I'm gonna use it like right now. Let's see what it does. Okay, cool. Like and then like I'm, I'm gonna use shit. Like when I play a shooter, I throw grenades all day. I don't hold my ground. I got three. Uh, no, no, no. I'll probably get some more. And I'll use them at the times that I want to use them to get through to the next point. Hmm. So, you know what you would be good with is uh, Mortal Shell. Because Mortal Shell, which is a Souls-like in Aaron's Game of the Year for 2020, uh, rewards you because you get knowledge for using items. They don't want you to hoard the items. They want you to use them. Learn what they do because the more that you use them, the more you learn what they do, the more you understand them when you use them and their potency goes up. It depends on the items though too. Like so like with Dark Souls, you know what's interesting too is Dark Souls and Sekiro for that matter. One of the interesting things is like the more you use items, if you keep dying, you just lose the items. So a lot of times I wouldn't use items because it's like, well, I may not have this for every fight. I'd rather just do this the hard way without increasing my strength with this or that or whatever. So it depends. But like uh, sometimes though in a lot of games, I'll use those things. So like when you were talking about Castlevania, like if you give me stuff to use, I'm going to use it. Let me see what it does. 
And then I'll notice, okay, this is more of a practical way to handle this. Like in Castlevania, there's a move where he shoots all these little spirit orbs up. And it's like, well, instead of jumping around at these enemies and getting hit, I'll just sit down here and shoot the spells up and they home in and kill all those dudes. And I run right through it. Like there's, there's different things. So with like Dark Souls, like I will try and find the best methods of ways to like, yeah, if I got a firebomb on me and I see a bunch of guys by a barrel, boom, let's blow it up. You know, like I want to do yeah. that. I want to do fun game shit and then do that shit. So, um, try and just use the, try to look out for like the environment and use the stuff in the environment to help you and, and things like that too. It's constant. And I don't know. That's just some of the stuff I guess I brought a little bit with it. And also my style of gameplay is like, I like to do the most damage. So when I saw Parian does like the most damage where like Aaron, you said like, well, some of these enemies, they're a little too big. It's not worth the risk to me. I go the opposite way where it's like, oh no, I want to get this guy done quickly. So if I can do one parry and kill him in one hit, I'm going to do that and I'm going to learn it till I got it down. And then I'm just going to blow through it. And then I'm just parrying. Like, I think, uh, I think you was on stream with me, Aaron, when I was doing dark souls, uh, the first one, and you had to run up that ramp and the steel arrow guys are shooting at you. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I just ran all the way up the ramp, ran in front of the steel arrow guy, parried, stabbed, and he was dead in the one. And that's <laughs> how I got through that one. The dragon and, archers. Those are the fuckers of all mm-hmm. fuckers. Yeah, because if you run up on them, they put the arrows down and pull their swords out. And then I just parried them and stabbed them, and that was it. Instead of, like, you know, maybe waiting and trying to shoot the bows at them or something well, from a distance. the problem or, there is the second one can shoot you, and he'll knock you yes. off the ledge. Uh, no, he actually, uh, he can't if you make it all the way to the top because he's a little farther back. So if you make it to the top and turn right, you can get him first and then you can go back and get the guy on the left. Mm. So yeah, there actually is some room for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there is, I've done them with the poison and I've also ran up and I've also ran up and killed them left and right first. They're doable, but it's a game of. It's basically a game of RNG. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's your luck and it's yeah. when you choose to run. It's like go and you better hope you make it, you know? Like it's a bitch. Yeah, so um but Dark Souls so back on Dark Souls 2, um I I did like the power stance stuff and I actually did find it interesting in Dark Souls 3 when they expanded on it. I, I wasn't too mad at that. That actually uh, cuz there were some really cool weapons. Um, that you come across that have some really unique abilities and stuff. And I, I definitely can see where that makes PvP very interesting for Dark Souls 3 because there is a lot of differentiation on weapons and abilities and, and things like that. Uh, that I think Dark Souls 2 like tried some new shit and I think Dark Souls 3 was like, yeah, that's cool. We'll expand on some of this. We may not use some of that. And then like did it. So um, 2 I think is pretty important. And um Interesting. I think the best part about two was actually the DLCs. Yeah, the like, DLCs were were great. They were really big. All yeah. three together were probably as big as more than a third of the game. Like I, I actually think one of my favorite boss fights in the whole Dark Souls series is I think the um the Burnt Ivory King. That's a really yeah. fun cool fight. Um, and I haven't done every single one. There's some DLC stuff I need to do in Dark Souls one. Yeah, you have to do Artorias. 
Yeah, I need to go back and play some. It's a bitch though, so you're gonna have to like play it again. Um yeah. I'm gonna just do it on on a new game plus run. I already started one a little bit and I'll I'll try and do it on that one whenever I go back to it. Um but um Dark Souls two definitely has it's it's pros and cons. I don't think some of the worlds are as interesting or like some of the just the the look and feel of them are as interesting uh as dark souls and dark souls 3 so i think those are the the cons against that one mm-hmm. uh, it i think it is one of the harder games out of the three looking at the three or even if you want to clump demon souls into that i think it's probably one of the harder it has some of the harder bosses to deal with two yeah two yeah, two is probably if you count the DLCs, it's the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that too. Um, yeah, but especially with the DLCs. Without the DLCs, I guess it's a little more comparable. Maybe even Dark Souls three. It's probably one. But four uh, kings, fuck four kings. No, but you're right, three because it has a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's gangster shit. In, in the end, it's a good. Are you happy you did it? You did it in a year. Yeah. No, one not. year, dude. Congratulations. Like that's a feat, dude. That's some gangster shit. That's a real life trophy. Yeah, no, it was uh it was dope, man. I it's a series I, I really slept on and I'm glad I kind of went back and just like boom, did it all. And just like it was it, I think the best way to play it is from Demon Souls to Dark Souls and, and on up because you can feel the evolution of it. Cause like I was saying earlier, playing Dark Souls 3 and then going back to one really felt bad like i was just like whoa like i'm i'm not dodging shit right in one because i'm I'm too used to how it feels in three the speed the way that wasteland was watching aaron play Mm -hmm. one after Mm -hmm. playing three and he was like is it really this slow and it's like yeah it is but also remember it's a different game so like go play one and (laughs) it's slow but it ain't slow enough it's still gonna fuck you up if you're not ready because you're just as slow as the game is you know yeah, i would i would definitely say playing one two three is probably the best um i, I wouldn't be mad if you wanted to start with demon souls first but if you just didn't want to do that one two three is a good way to do it uh or just one and three if you want to I, I don't think you should skip two but if you want to no you should not skip two two is a great think, game i don't think you should either However, I do think three perfects the things in two as far as just the feel of the game, the weapons, the interesting things it has. The leveling system is just is really good. Like um, three does tighten up and it's just a better version of it. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, so, I mean, I think that's uh, just of the Dark Souls series. Um uh let's see as far as the bosses go like i said the burn ivory king is probably one of the standout favorite bosses i had which is the dark souls 2 dlc mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um shout out to punch and blue smelter in the face <laughs> yeah that was a great time um yeah um dark souls 3 had its bosses and stuff um i'm trying to think of who, which one gave me the most trouble it had its nameless kings it had its Demon See, Nameless King, I didn't find that bad. Uh, I actually, like, I almost killed I played it with you and your brother, dude. It fucked us up a couple times. It, it, it did, but on my solo playthrough, I almost killed him on my second try. And, like, the, the reason why I say I don't feel that bad is because, like, I can clearly see, like, I didn't feel like, oh, shit, how is this going to go? Like, I, I saw the path, 
And it was just more about getting the timing down on the second form about just being ready for it. And, um, it, I didn't feel like nameless King was as bad. Um, I felt like I had a little more trouble with what's the girl in the DLC that has the style. Oh, Lady Freya. Yeah. Sister Freed. Freya? Sister Freed. Mm-hmm. Freed. Yeah, she's got like three different forms to her fight. Maybe it's yeah. Frida. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Frida. Yeah. Whatever. Fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. So she was, uh, she was a bit, uh, she was a little tougher one. And also the, um, the slave, uh, slave, slave Gale. Gale so dude. I would, I, I would say Frida is, or is, I think she's a little worse than Gale. Yeah, it's debatable. Uh, Gale was pretty rough too. Like they're his, comparable. Gale's yeah, relentless, is what he is. Yes. 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 His first form is actually like I got that down to where I can almost perfect him on the first form, mm-hmm. but that second form, his attack patterns and stuff were a little. Like even though I was learning them, it was still hard to dodge at the yeah. right time. Like because he's got that wraparound attack with like his cape or some shit, and that yeah. shit was nasty. Well, he can also shoot an entire sky of fucking skeleton faces at you. Yeah, yeah. Like, that- he would throw that 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 mob of spells at you, and you can get away from it, but you have to be ready for it. And the moment it shows up, you have to run and get away if not you're going to get caught his his crossbow is brutal and also do not dare get hit by his melee weapon like do not get hit by his sword like you have to be able to dodge yep. like the way like, like Aaron was dodging the fuck out of Quaylog's uh slashes last mm-hmm. night or the night before and that wasn't but that wasn't what killed him so mm-hmm. it's most of the time the melee attacks from these enemies are not are 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 going to be what can kill you in one or two hits, but they're probably if you're good enough, they're probably not what's going to be what kills you. It's going to be the weird ads, the weird attacks where the enemy goes and snaps and then starts attacking you, and you don't realize like oh there's a cloud of spells coming at you, and you have to now avoid the cloud of spells and the slashing attacks. Um. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really say too much because I only killed I believe I've only killed Slave Nightgale once. Yeah. And I really hope not, but I'm pr- somebody probably helped me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he's fake. He's a rough one. I helped uh I helped my brother fight him. Oh, also the dragon. That oh, giant Mid-Deer? dragon. What's Mandrake yeah. or what? No, Midir. Yeah. Dark yeah. Eater Midir. Uh the black dragon from fucking Dark Souls One is also very hard. Yeah, that's, I haven't fought it yet, but I'm at that. Um, I tried to get Jesse to join me for that dragon fight. He didn't. He didn't want to do it. Oh, for Midier? Fuck yeah, it's you! Miserable. Yeah. You were like, "Let's do it, dude." We'll just. Fight. I was like, "No." Yeah, my brother did it. I mean, he died kind of. That's fine. Because my brother was like, "Fuck!" Like I can't hit him, and he got killed. But I ended up finishing the fight. Yeah, so I don't need that. It's okay. Yeah. Midir is annoying because yeah. it's not even a fun fight. It just has eight trillion health points. It's like. That's yeah. bad design. That's that's one of those things you're like, no, nah, that you didn't make it hard. You just made it take forever. Yeah, it, it is a tedious fight because you got to do a lot of running. It wasn't. I didn't hate the fight, but like I I agree. Like there's better design fights in that game. Um, yeah. it's a lot of just like you got to stay on top of them. A lot of what you do is you just chase him. Yeah, and then whenever yeah. he stops, you can maybe get a good swipe in his face and then run in his ass and then hit him and then you know move whenever he starts moving just stay on him 
Because like if you stay in his face, you stop him from doing some other attacks, and he just does these certain attacks that are easier to dodge. So you just stay on top of him, and uh, you yeah. can him out. Um, right. Yeah. All right, so... I think From the stuff la- is dope. We're good. No, I was say the last thing I think is just the Sekiro stuff, and Sekiro is uh, definitely a completely different game, um, in a lot of ways. Um, but I think it has some of the most intense fights, of course, because it's yeah, a, yeah faster pace, rougher game. Um, you're not really missing much. Not fighting uh, young, a younger owl and uh, demon of hatred. Um, those fights are rough. Um, I think Young Al though was that bad. Um, if in I, comparison to like Old Al, if like, I, ever I don't think play it's a, a significantly harder fight. If I ever go back, I'll just go get the second ending uh, or the other ending, the Sakura ending or whatever it's called. Yeah, Shura. that's the one you saw me get. Actually, yeah. I think you were watching that. That's what that one was. Yeah, that yeah. Ishin fight isn't as bad i mean you know it's it's fucking hard it look like it doesn't look as bad as sword saint sword saint is fucking crazy because it's four oh forms. yeah it's not as bad in fact the worst part about that fight is the third form because only three forms so you know yeah, it's have emma and then ishan ishan right yep mm-hmm. but now e- that last th- ishan form is a little tricky because he has some wild moves he pulls out in that one but once you figure it out you're good what I realized, and it's so funny, is that's the first from game that I actually had to get good at. You know what I mean? Like when people say get good, that is the one. Yeah. Because you cannot summon. There is no multiplayer. Yeah. Because in Souls, you can summon. In, and it's funny because I was fucking going off talking to you, Seth, about Owl. I was like, I fucking hate this fight. It's fucking impossible. And then literally, I just had to keep doing it until I got his moves. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's what they mean when they say when people say get good. That's what they mean. They mean sit around, yeah. fucking bash your head against it until the moves and the parries and the timing become second nature. And that that when I beat him, I fucked his ass up. And it's because I just sat there fighting him until I learned all his moves. You know. And like, now let me ask you this: How did it feel after you beat Owl? That one felt good. Ishin, I was just like relieved. I was just like, I'm so glad it's over. But see, Honestly, the out fight is why I do my games on hard mode. Yeah. Because I like that feeling afterwards, that accomplishment, that going against something, learning to do it, and then like beating it. Yeah. That's... And I was talking to Jesse Candelori, our, our soul sis, um, and we were talking about how like I was saying like a lot of the times in in Sekido when I when I get my into the like get my head against these, you know, bash my head against these fucking boss fights. It doesn't even feel good when you beat them. You just feel like, oh, I got lucky. But then, and I was saying that about the owl, and then I literally beat the brakes off him by getting good. And then I, I didn't want to walk that back because we were talking about it, and she was like, that's why I quit on um, Ishin because she quit on Sword Saint. And mm. I didn't want to make, like, I didn't want to say it like, well, no, I was wrong because then I fought him and I wasn't wrong. I, I did a good fight against him, but I still wasn't, like, good like i don't know how people can fight him and do a no hit run mm-hmm. yeah they do it, they do it. <laughs> they do. i yeah. lived through that ishan fight that like if you like i have the footage up actually on the facebook page back always mm-hmm. and um i actually look back at it after seeing you do it because i remember like the first two forms i actually i think i like perfect them like it didn't even hit me once 
Then that third form. God, I lived through that fucking third form. Like I got hit a lot, healing a lot, but I finally built it up. Then that fourth form, you just bait the lightning and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> but that one, the lightning reversal isn't as easy as it is with Genichiro. True. And you know what? Yeah. They don't really tell you. Well, I got I fucked up and accidentally was re- trying to read the scroll because I thought it was an item when I was fighting Sword Saint under uh, Genichiro. I was like, mm. oh shit, there's an item. Let me just run and get it. It was the scroll. So I was like, fuck, I had to get out of it. And then you can't read it again. There's no way to reread that. Oh, shit. You literally can't see that info again. And so I didn't read what it said, but I remembered, you know, you just jump and mash attack. But really, you have to let the lightning hit you because the mm. lightning doesn't damage you until you hit the ground, basically. So yeah. the, the way that it works is you take the lightning in, then you reverse it. It's not like you block it. It's weird, right? It's like, yeah. it's crazy. Because that's actually what Wasteland was trying to do. He was jumping and hitting the counter button when I was watching him do it, and he kept getting yeah. shocked. I don't understand what's happening. And I told him, like, just mash attack on your way. Like, just jump and then mash attack, and you'll flip the lightning out. No. But yeah. you said that to him, and that's funny because then I fought Genichiro like that same day or the next day, and I beat him in two tries or three mm-hmm. tries. And it was literally the first time I got to his lightning phase, I just fucking did that twice, and he was dead. And I was like, oh. Yep, yep, that's it. That's that's the one thing they actually give you. It's like, fuck, it's like a three-form fight, but it's like, well, that last form is not as bad because you if you counter that lightning, it really helps that fight out a lot. So... Um, but the Asian yeah. one, his last form, he still has all his spear moves, and you have to get yeah. lucky with RNG because he doesn't. It, it's it, there isn't like a, a handy way to bait the lightning reversal. He'll just randomly do it. It's yeah. it's very random. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, but that, that, honestly, though, my favorite fights out of that, I actually really like the Guardian Eight fight. I, I thought. That one is just like a badass fight with this huge ape that you're fighting. And he does like the silly shit of like farting on you and throwing shit at you. He literally shits in his hand and throws it at you. Yeah. And then after you take him down, you cut his head off. But it's, it's such a badass thing where he picks his head up and then has a sword and just starts fighting you holding his head. And like... That move where he puts his head back on his neck and yeah. screams at you, and they builds terror that can kill you. Like that's such a cool concept. Like I, I just like that fight in and of itself. I thought that one was one of the just interesting ones. That one took me maybe six or eight tries, and I remember by like the fourth try, I was like, I don't see the path forward here. I was talking to the slobs. I was on uh, Discord while they were playing League, and I was just like, I don't see the path to beating him like i just and then it just clicked it's it's one of those things like he has such a small amount of moves and it does seem chaotic at first but you can see there are very obvious tells um Mm. and really you can bait out a specific move that you can punish really hard that spear move that you taught me while i was doing the um Mm -hmm. the two waves and you were right you you were like because i was like fuck that fight i'm not fighting two of them i'm just gonna skip it and you were like, it's easier. I'm like, how dare you? And then I did it. I'm like, oh, it's a thousand percent easier because you have A, more health, B, more heals, C, more damage. You've already like got memories. And they, they scale it down in that one. They, like the, the second ape is like a five hit. Like you can do one combo on it and you're good to go. Yeah. No, that's, well, I think also you might have, you went to that, that double A fight a little later in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you were like overpowered because like if you fight him before that, it is a little, it can be, it can be a little tougher. But like that second ape does take hits like a bitch. But um, I fought him I think earlier on before the beef up, so um, I didn't kill all those people. So it, it actually did difficulty spike is a little more there if you're not gotten more of the strength ups. But um, you know what yeah, fight was my favorite probably or one, the ones I really enjoyed were the monks, the corrupted monk, and then the real the true monk. Oh yeah, I I, I like the fights where you can you get a nice parry like. Boom, yeah. boom. Actually, you know who I loved with the centipedes? I fought both of them and beat the piss out of them with just getting their parry, like bing, 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 well, bing, 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 you know? I like, thought Jesse, it's, it's like, I always called it like dancing. Yes. You're dancing with them. They're it's like almost like, because like when you're fighting the lady butterfly, it's almost like a one, two step. Like you do the, okay, I'm a Madam butterfly. One, two, three. And then she'll pang, she'll hit yours back. And then, like, so, like, what I'll do is I, you, you do the um, one, two, three attack, and then she'll deflect your attack, and then you deflect hers. And it's like yeah. one, two, three, one, one, two, three, one. And then here yeah. and there, she'll <clears throat> throw, a, throw a, you know, a little thing where she'll jump in the air or something. And if she does the red symbol, shuriken. And it counters yep. her, and then you just get into the dance again. And you force her into the dance, and you can, like, knock her out without barely taking any damage i beat and, her and i don't think i took a hit and it is literally if she jumps i shot a shuriken at her that's all i did anytime always, she jumped yeah. shoot a shuriken and knock her ass down it, so the thing about sekido is like you said you're really pushing the fight almost every time even with ishin sword saint the guy came in and said get in his face and i was like fuck you dude there's like i've done and i didn't say fuck you because it was random listener i'm like no way dude i've been trying and then i did it and i'm like oh you're right and then you know that was the path but yeah yeah it's it's a weird game it's i hated yeah. it but the further out i am i'm like i respect you you know like mm-hmm. oh, yeah that's yeah. and most of the fights are that but like you know guardian ape for instance that first form fighting the ape you actually don't want to push in on him you should yeah. actually run around and mm-hmm. wait for your openings and then attack him yeah attack him on the clear openings and then just run Yep. And then just keep your distance and run yeah. in at the right Hit time. some so fireworks some every once in a while, like bait a good uh, spot to hit the firecrackers, hit them three times and run away. Yep, yep. But you know what fight I, I actually did enjoy? Because it was just so different and I think just a little refreshing. And it's at the right spot too, I think, in the game, is the the four monkeys. Yeah, oh, that that's a fun, fun one. It's goofy, fun but it's just fun. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I won't lie like though. I did it twice. And I just, no, I did it once and I literally just couldn't catch the last one. And so then I looked up like a how-to and it was like, just behind you. just go, no, I could <laughs> see him. It was the one in the tree that I couldn't get because um, oh. he would just run and he had a cycle and I, I couldn't approach him. But it's basically just about momentum. You want to go in, kill the one behind you immediately. Then you leap up to the right and the first one won't see you. That's up there. You can stealth kill him. Then you run to the left and you chase the other one around. He'll, you'll get him at the door right in front of that tree, and then you just immediately hit the tree. You follow him two times, and then you can get him. It's it's weird, but like, it that was fun. It was it's one of those every Souls game has like a trick boss. Like, yeah. uh, in Demons, it's the the Dragon God. In Dark Souls One, it's Ka- Bed of Chaos. In Dark Souls mm-hmm. Two, it's who is it in two that you it's like a i don't know and i i i didn't catch this trend in each game there's a trick yeah, boss. yeah 
there's, two, there's, there's trick bosses in a lot of the games. Like, um, for instance, in Demon Souls, it's uh, old girl at the end of the uh, the fifth world. Uh, she's kind of like a, a like yeah. you just talk. Made in no, but that's not a trick boss because you have to kill the boss, and then she just is a sacrifice. Well, yeah, in Dark Souls three, in Dark Souls the dragon. three, the the dragon. Yeah, yeah, you just cut his head off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Two has, I bet there's one and two. I'm just missing it, but it might be the in the DLC, the there's old ivory oh, king. Um. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it a trick boss, but I know there's the one boss in two where you take the poison out. Like you can literally not know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, Medusa. yeah. Yeah, I almost fought that the whole Gorgon, the Gorgon in um in um uh, Earth, Earth and Peak. Peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I think there's another trick boss in three. Uh, the Dragon God in Demon Souls is a, is more of the trick boss in that yeah, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's definitely a trick boss in two. I'm just I'm trying. I'm spacing on which one. Oh, the rat. The rat one is kind of a trick boss. It's not a trick boss. It's just a straight up fight. I hate it. You fight a mob of rats or a big rat with rat mobs. You 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 you're fighting the mob of rats and you got to find the big rat. And once you find a couple hits, no, he's got a purple mohawk. Well, yeah, Yeah, that's what he's saying. Is like once you find that one, it's like a three shot. Yeah, yeah. But like, dude, it took took a second to figure that out. I'll tell you that one of the of all of the souls bosses. I mean, pen, barring Ishin or any Sekido boss, because they're a thousand times worse. Royal Rat Authority, the big Sif rat with the three toxic rats. Yeah, for rats, some reason, that that's is, really got your number, dude. dude that, yeah, it fucked me up, too. Dude, I hate really? that fight. I yeah, hate she fucked that me fight. up, too. Yeah. It's so unenjoyable because... I'm not saying it's easy, but like that one never stuck out in my head. It's It's easy... Once you kill the four little dogs, that's I always the, kill them first. But it's, I know, but the problem is you like, aggro them, and he immediately aggro's too. It's not you can't pick them off. Yeah, you gotta you gotta try and kill them quickly. And if you don't have weapons strong enough, like like yeah, if you have a crossbow or something strong enough, where you could just one two three. No, four, I just use a bastard sword. Yeah, like Brad, it, Jesse, it, I need you to go get play Dark Souls too far enough to get there, and then do it again. I'll do it. It's easy because it's not that hard to get that far. That one gave me some trouble until I find. I forgot what I did. <clears throat> In fact, I'll oh, ascetic it because Dark Souls Two is awesome, and you can ascetic. Well, Jesse, True. Jesse's kind of right. So I actually I'm always right. With that right. boss fight, the problem I had was I was using fist weapons. <laughs> And the arrows I was shooting with the crossbow, like like you said, Aaron, like once you shoot one of them, it aggroes the boss. Yep. So I had to use an axe that had enough reach to hit multiple of those things at the same time. So, yeah, if you use a long sword, like Jesse's saying, you can you might be able to kill them all fairly quickly. Yeah. Two. Clack. Clack. But if you get toxic, you're fucked. Yes. Yeah. If you get toxic, you are fucked. So yeah, yeah, it is one of those things where I'm talking shit, but it's like there are many attempts where I, I run in and I swing wrong, and it's like, oh, this run's done. Yeah, like yeah. But once but you when kill I do get the run, once again, when you, once I kill the rats, I'm good. Yeah. Fuck his vomit. Fuck his swipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it really does depend on that first ten seconds, not even probably seven seconds of. Yeah those little rats running to you and you dealing with him, if you can kill those rats out of the way and then get under him, yeah. then I you need should you, be okay. I need you to ascetic and stream your 
fight with him. And if if you fuck him up, like I'm just gonna say you're right. You know, like it's just. I mean, we all know every every person has bosses that they just yeah different different. walls. But Mm -hmm. that one, it that that was like almost a controller throw for me multiple times, multiple playthroughs. I've almost quit Dark Souls two at that. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, and I can imagine watching people summon. fight bosses with ads is frustrating. Frustrating, and you can't least, summon yeah. indoors yeah. to Pharaohs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you um, I had some similar problems with that because I didn't realize what that uh, Champion Covenant was doing. Like I told Jesse, I had a real big problem fighting that boss um, at the end of that little poison level. The big, um, the one that has like a like a big uh, fucking cleaver, and it's like a big blob the rotten the rotten that thing fucked me up a lot dude a lot really because i had the champion covenant on so oh, he would, yeah he would one hit me sometimes that's funny because that's a boss i don't even think about like you know but again i never played with champions covenant on he so wrecked my world for a while that shit was rough like he would one two hit me sometimes like it would be that bad because he was that strong, like because because that champion covenant <laughs> reduces your defense and like like it increases theirs and like <laughs> it makes them hit fifty percent harder. Yeah, some of those bosses hit fifty percent harder than they normally do. So like that thing wrecked me for a while. I had to own, I had to basically almost perfect them. I th- I got hit a few times on the run that's up there and I was able to heal, but I had to like max heal because if I had one hit. Um, if I healed, but it didn't fully heal me, and I got hit again, I'd be dead. Like, yeah. shit was fucking gnarly. <clears throat> so that kind of, like, some of the bosses, like, if you talk to me about two, and I'm like, yeah, I had problems with this boss. You might be like, what the fuck? But it's like, yeah, I had the champion. <laughs> and you were using fist different. weapons, which is also another thing. You had no range. You had to be on him. So it's harder to, he's a yeah. big dude. So it's hard yeah. to even telegraph the moves, you know, because you're in his ass and he's a big blob. Well, I don't know if it's harder to telegraph the moves because I like when you watch those fights, I dodge pretty fucking on point with a lot of that stuff. Like even Blue Smelter, I'm in his ass dodging, dodging. You get the feel. You feel it. Yeah. The problem is, though, is like you just take hits real bad. There's no shield to help absorb any of that and all that stuff. But yeah, that's like, that soul level one that I was doing. I like you. I was rolling bomb on Quayle. That might be something that you might want to try. Is that a soul a soul level one run? That's been a thing that's been going on for a long time. Is people doing soul level ones because you don't level your character, but you can still level your gear. Mm. And we we found out really oddly, like man, Aaron got really far and like defeated a boss that took him trouble. Because when you do so level one, do you realize like you can level up weapons like a different way? Like it's a different way to go, but like, there's so many. Th- that's what I love about these FromSoft games. You know what I mean? To like culminate with all these games: Dark Souls, Sekiro, Demon Souls, Bloodborne. There's so many ways to play them, and like, it's what I kind of appreciate about like this um, development team and stuff is like they've really made like a new genre of game. Where we can really do like really interesting and fun shit, except like, for Sekido. watching, <laughs> except for Sekido, fuck that game. Well, because they're it's like beautiful. Well, but they're just like you only have this one way to play, and it's yeah. it works, and it's the way you should play that game. I, I want to impress that upon anyone who's hearing us and thinking <laughs> to try it. Play it how it is designed. Seth, yeah. you told me that 
a couple times. Like you got to just play it how they want you to play it. And I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. And then one day you did like one time I was just like, okay. And then this run, I was like, I'm going to play it how it's designed. Pressure, 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 cooker. And you just got to do Honestly, there's a secret to, uh, to Sekido. Almost every boss works with this. Never slash more than twice. It's always two slash parry, two slash parry. That is, mm-hmm. it's yeah, not a secret. It's not a secret like key to beat them because you still have to know how to parry everything else. But when you attack, you always want to attack twice, parry once. Yeah, well, yeah. you'll they'll give you a sound a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen, you'll hear like the clang, clang, clang. Like you'll hear a noise that's different, and you're like, okay, that's a parry one. Like I got a parry. Yeah. yeah. That, that 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 happens a lot, and it's like a one-two step. Like that's why I, I call it dancing because it's literally one, two, you go, one, two, you go. Like it's 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 that with a lot of the balls. And I will say this: do not fall into the trap that a lot of people put out on YouTube. That's like just spam the parry button. That doesn't work. Like it it works enough that you won't take damage. You want to time your parries because the posture gauge is what that game is. It is yes. what you watch and what you're building. You don't yep. want to just be like spam, 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 spam. You want to get the rhythm because if you get the rhythm, like you're saying, Seth, it is a, it's like a rhythm game. It's like Guitar Hero almost. Like, yeah. You want to learn yeah. that rhythm. That's what somebody so that, that I read online said is, Sekiro is when you go into certain skirmishes with bosses, it's a rhythm game. You can do it with your eyes closed because it is that skull demon thing with the hand, uh, uh, Deadpool, OG, Wolverine movie arms. It's literally. Block, 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 jump, slash, down, block, block, jump, tap, blam, dot, dot, and you really kill it in that way. So, like, there really is a rhythm to it. And um, last thing I'll say, big important thing that I learned from my Asian girlfriend who told me, I forget her name, Ki- Miss Kitty something on YouTube, the one I sent you guys. You have an Asian girlfriend? No, I'm, she's my Sekido girlfriend. Like she taught me Sekido before I played it. I watched oh, her video. It was like, cakes or something yeah, like something that. like Kitty Kitty Cakes. Yeah, something like that. Katie Cakes. Um, Katie Cakes. She said for the Makiti counter and for any of the unpar- the perilous attacks, yes. when you see the kanji begin to fade, that's when you do the move. You jump yes. when it's starting to fade. You dash forward when it's starting to fade, and that's how you know. And I that fucking changed my life because you can yeah, dude. You can watch the guy and still see that happening. Like you don't have to have your eyes on the kanji. You can be still fighting. Yeah, and we then, used to yeah. just mash it as soon as the yep. red kanji came up, and then you would lose it. Mm-hmm. It's no wait till it starts to fade. And you told me this, Aaron. And I started implementing it, and I was like, I see the kanji, and you wait till you see the degradation of the opacity or opacity, mm-hmm. and then you hit it. And I was like, oh shit, that's when you hit it. Yep. When the opacity starts to degrade, that's when you hit it, and uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty baller. But you know what we should hit now? Facebook questions. Because you keep doing this, Jesse. You keep putting up questions and i'm like bro we're never gonna get to them because it takes look i know games. and that's what sucks is like i want it i want to do them because i also don't want to like fuck them over because like the first do so, all right do we just not do questions anymore yeah bro <laughs> unless <laughs> it's, unless it's a light week bro we we just did it's all it's three it's never, hours and 40 minutes <laughs> i mean you and got me on the podcast man you know i'm like i know yeah. We just talk. Oh no, I know. <laughs> Luckily, we only have two questions. Exactly. So I'm actually bringing one from last week that we didn't answer, How and I, it's not even you. a question. 
It was somebody who actually is Dre Williams, who actually we did answer about, um, talked about Remnant, but we didn't talk about Six Days in Fallujah. We won't touchy. But uh, he brought up, I heard about this from Sacred Symbols, which I learned about from Jesse, but that show sucks compared to y'all. That's a nice compliment. I mean, nice, but like, I think Sacred Symbols is great. They do a great job. But I'm just happy that I was able to get someone to go check out Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast. And uh, that that's cool. It's a good show. I like it. I like podcasts. I like to... Um, I, was, I just felt bad that I didn't address the fact that um, he called out Sacred Symbols. Uh, and I'm happy that you're a new listener over there. So go enjoy your time over there because they have a good show. But yeah, we only I think we only have like, what, two questions? Yeah, so the first one is actually Dre Williams. Uh, he said, will y'all be picking up Returnal? It's the first game that has made me think about buying a PS5. I, I'm sure I will, honestly, but I still... When I, I get a 5, I'll probably get it for free on PS Plus. And if not, I would pay for it. I it don't looks... really even know what it is other than that it's like... Is that the space one with the guy with the astronaut suit on? No, that's the one where hey, the lady no. keeps dying. No, no, Returnal's right? dope as fuck. It looks like a Lovecraftian... It's a Lovecraftian roguelike. Or roguelite. Or roguelike. It's a Lovecraftian third rogue person, L. right? Like uh, over-the-shoulder style. Yeah, third-person, over-the-shoder, Lovecraftian rogue, rogue L. Because I'm tired of this roguelike versus light. And I think it's rude. Get out of my life. It's too close. Rogel. Rogel. It's a third-person Rogel. And it looks great. I will definitely play it. I don't have a five. Third person. Uh, what? Rogue? Rogue-like. Rogue-like. It's just, it, it just means, means that you die, you die a lot. And you learn. die a lot. It's yeah, a third person shooter. It, it, I think the, some of the people who are involved with Dead Space are involved with this game. Yeah, but it, this it, isn't it, a game where it's like, it's not like Evil Within how you're playing a story. Like, you're supposed to die every like 20 minutes. And like, you basically keep playing the game over and over again until you build, build, build. So, so it is like, generally roguelite and roguelites are like uh, metroidvania style games but you have to restart the game every time it's not like you make progress yeah. you you have to redo like the progress you make is what you've learned and um and maybe some items on on roguelites a lot of times you do bring things with you each time like you can get skill points and things like that general roguelikes you're basically a new character every time it's like you're reborn wiped clean okay. um Damn. I know we wanted to go, but did somebody delete a? Did you delete a? Did somebody delete a question? There was a question about. That's a question I saw earlier. About like they were like. With Jesse with fighting games, Aaron with RPGs. Um. Oh, let me see. Hold on. Let me go to all comments. Maybe that's why. Uh. I. That's no, where I'm in. I only see that two. question. I liked, and I figured we can end on that question. Uh. I'm looking in all comments as well. I think the person can retract it, like delete yeah, their comment. I don't see it. Yeah, and it might I, not. I, I know. I know what the question was. Hold on, if hold we, on, hold on. We hold can on. ignore no, it. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. It was no. It's in our fucking messages. Oh, you're right. It's Corey freaking Finster. Yeah, bruh. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. Awesome, because I forgot. I actually took a screenshot because he actually messaged into the. Um, he DM'd us, Corey freaking Finster. 
who is an old school since the um, nerd porn days, the OG nerd porn days. He says, it's me, Corey Finster. I've been listening to you guys since the nerd porn days. And y'all are still great. I miss anime porn. Also, Danielle, I really want my comic books. Um, Question, Jesse, what was the fighting game that, in your opinion, changed the game? Aaron, what was the RPG that changed the game? Like... What was the so? What was that? Is kind of a big question, and I guess we can't really go into it. I can't. Damn, I'll it tell really you right is now. big. I'll tell you right now. For yeah. me, the the JRPG that changed my view on games was Chrono Trigger. It was the first game that like the story really slapped with me. Like it hit, and I was like, "Oh, okay. fuck!" Like there was multiple endings. There was reasons to do it again. That or like maybe Final Fantasy VI. Four was cool, and I enjoyed the story, but six's story was just so intense. Okay, so what I'll tell you is... What? Rona Trigger as well brought an interesting dynamic to, like, working teams together. Yeah. It's one of the earlier RPGs, uh, JRPGs, I think, did that too. So yeah, that had, yeah, like, Chrono the... Trigger's kind yeah. of stands out on that. And it had uh, Magus, who was, like, the first time you had a villain that then became your party member, if you were doing it right. Yeah. Ooh, spoilers. 20-year-old spoilers. Uh, what I will say about fighting games is that's a huge, huge thing, and I actually was trying to do it beforehand earlier tonight, and I was talking to myself for, like, over an hour. Uh, I boiled it down to Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, but it's not for me. It's basically either King of Fighters, the King of Fighters, but it's most likely... Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha because that was the first Street Fighter game that implemented like a training mode that made me have to pass trials to learn characters and that is the game that made me under made me learn how to do an SPD which is a spinning pile driver with Zangief the 360 and you would think, how can I do 360 degrees and punch without jumping? Like, that doesn't make sense. How do I make that land? I had to learn that. And it wasn't until Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha that I learned that. Unfortunately, re- it's also the same time he learned and did his first STD, which is... No, I'm actually, I'm story. very, very fucking fortunate. I've never had one. Um... <laughs> But uh, other than that, King, the King of Fighters 1995, uh, similar because Asked of the instruction booklet. Answered. Say again? Asked and answered. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> well, in the, in the end, the reason why I was saying is the instruction booklet had the, um, the move list. like, And I was able to see a quarter circle forward into half circle back into forward punch. And I was like, wow, what is this bow tie? I mean, the bow tie is geese raging storm, which is a crazy move. It's, it's hard to explain, but uh, I, I would also second one as well is the mortal Kombat nine. It didn't change it, but I think for all fighters, I would say for the mortal Kombat series, because there, I think you finally saw that MK finally got the story line of a fighting game uh the best that it's been and they've just been pushing past with that 
because uh, before Mortal Kombat's, they had story modes and they were trying to do different stuff, like weird, almost RPG type stuff and like going around like there was one where you play like as a character that went around to different like places and then you would do fights. And in Mortal Kombat 9, they did the here's a huge cutscene and then you fight cutscenes and then you fight. And I think that really changed it for like Injustice and Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat 9 pivoted like that tone of Mortal Kombat was that one. So I'd point that too. So, yeah, so I I think that's that. I think I would say, I mean, I I do think that's a question I want to come back to. But well, I, I say for a, now, it's a we'll simple say trigger and stuff. It's a simple but enough I, question. It's like, what do you think was the the game that changed the genre in a positive direction? We all have our own opinions. I don't think. It yeah. Has to be well, like a I gave hour. my personal. Yeah, you're right. That's what he said. He said in your personal opinion. <laughs> for me, for me, it was EX. But uh, I do want to deflate. I don't think we're gonna drop Contrarian today. I have it on the thing. It's right here ready to play. I know you do, but it's the last one. And I don't well, we think you've heard the we one have, before. We still have one more comment from the fucking Facebook that I want to read. Oh, go ahead. Do it. Kyle says, uh, just starting the remake of Demon Souls, at what point does the loop get me hooked? And I told him the answer is oh, that's usually a couple of bosses in. You'll know whether you like it or not. Like you, you have to yeah. get to a couple of bosses so you can kind of see if you can beat Flame Lurker and you like it, then you have you have become one with the souls. I think if once the skeleton starts doing somersaults rolling towards you <laughs> and you don't turn the game off, you're good. That's what I think. Is like once you're in like Manta Ray Land, like and you don't quit the game. Or actually, once you get through Spider-Land, you're good. It's just, um, it's great. It's it's just great. Like, it'll, it'll hook you. Like, we do. That's the one thing about Souls is you don't have to be convinced. It's just try it. You don't, you don't decide that you like pizza. One day you eat pizza and your body tells you if you like it. You don't choose your I'd, food preference. I had pizza you try pizza. food and you see if you like it. That's a good way of putting it, Jesse. So wait, do you not want me to play Contrarian? I don't know. Have, I don't think so. You I have think it's been now too, to figure that out. You know what? I don't think so. Don't do it. You know why? Because last week we did Grand Design, and there's only one left. Let's give a breather week. I really hope you guys go back and listen to uh, Grand Design stuff, because uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, save it. Okay, I think it's time. It's the me. last thing we have. That's all we have. I think it's time. It's over to be after done. that. You're getting a little slurry, my my dude. <laughs> you no, sound I'm just like saying, I just you sound like it's... my conspiratorially drunk uncle who's like, "Hey, you want to come back here and have a beer with me?" <laughs> don't let your no, just know. don't do it. Yeah, no, no. I'm just thinking because I'm just like, ah, nah, fuck it. It's the last thing we have, so no. Okay, Seth. And I'm not that slurry. Uh, you are, my my man. You are Seth. Back me up here. You're stone sober with me. He sounds yeah. drunk as shit, yeah. right? Yeah, you're, you're there, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, wish me on the podcast. It's it's after midnight, dudes. <laughs> I mean, it's that time for you to be there. It's the time. It's after midnight. <laughs> we gonna let it all hang. Oh, that makes me feel bad. 
Listen, you are in control of it, my dude. I hate my man is what I meant to say. I hate saying my dude. Because you know what I've noticed? People only say my dude when they're being fucking shitty. Right? No one's ever like, good job, my dude. They're like, hey, my dude, what you said was offensive on the internet. At least I don't get mad at video games. It's okay. (laughs) You do get mad at video games. I fucking heard you do it. I do. I do. But I don't (laughs) get that mad. But. It's why the Zack Snyder Justice League cut will be better than Avengers in game. <laughs> I don't know who that's for. Jesse, yeah. put your crown of thorns on. <laughs> did you it's see? Not for me. Did you see Jesse when he was streaming and he was wearing his crown of thorns? It blew my mind. <laughs> my mind. I don't wear a crown of thorns. Who would ever thought in the society just a crown of thorns? <laughs> Who would have thunk that in our society that doesn't care about mentally ill loners? <laughs> God, I still, that fucking line. That was like, Joker was like, oh man, this was pretty cool. You know, like there was, it was like some good acting. And then he did that line and I was like, go oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to feel for this guy. I don't care. He's a fucking whiny bitch who's now gonna kill someone on TV. Like, ugh, mm-hmm. ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Seth, I appreciate you being on. Cool, I appreciate you, you helping me uh, beat my own anger and win, <laughs> win cool, one man. one time <laughs> in my life. Yes, all I try to do is be supportive, man. I don't like. I do the hard mode only. I thought more people would maybe post something. They don't. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't really try to do that. Just be like, look how good I am. I just no. do it because I like to share some shit. And I honestly just yeah, ask me whatever. I don't mind helping people with games if you're stuck on something or what. Well, we, we always like to like we always like to be like, he fucking, he's playing this shit because we couldn't do it. But it's like, I know the secret is that you see me struggling through second. You're like, oh, I want to play some second. Like I did with Wasteland playing dark souls 3 i was like i want to play some dark souls and Mm -hmm. i know i know that but in in my heart i'm like you bastard because it's like (laughs) you can do it you know and i'm here like yeah literal hundred plus tries on ishan it it broke me like i almost was gonna give up but i'm like i'm so close the finish line's right there it's right there and i'll definitely get back to foregone i it i don't think i'm just not in the headspace to be frustrated right now because yeah. of, of Sekiro, I'm still so close. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, well, uh, if you want to see me play some Evil Within, um, I'm at Sammy Savage 88 so I'll go ahead and plug myself here. Mm-hmm. That's S-A-M-M-Y Savage, S-A-V-A-G-E, 88. So twitch.tv yes. forward slash Sammy Savage 88. Yep, and uh, sometimes Jesse might join me to talk with Late Night. We've done it a few times. I think you, Jesse, was actually on stream with me when I beat Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. He was playing Devil May Cry or DMC, and mm-hmm. so um, sometimes you might hear the crossovers happen, which is always good fun. And so um, doing that or who's next podcast? I'm putting it up. We split it up: movies, comics, and gaming. So you can listen to whichever you want or both. And uh, sometimes you might even hear Jesse on there. He kind of frequents a bit here and there on the gaming episodes that is correct and if you want to see us streaming we stream almost every night jesse definitely is like he puts in work every night puts in multiple hours of streaming 
and uh, is very good at video games. Um, I even watched some pinball, which I'm not, I don't even like pinball, but I gotta say, some of the music and sound effects was actually pretty nice. Um, and, you know, pinballs, I think for me, is more fun to watch than play because I don't understand, like, the draw. I'm always like, okay, well, I made it go over there and it made some points happen, but I don't care. You know, like, I just, I'm not, it doesn't, doesn't resonate with me. But, yeah. wish you very nice. Shit. We're at twitch.tv forward slash nerds the podcast. Um, we are a variety stream. We stream a variety of games. <laughs> uh, and yeah, a lot of times, um, especially when I'm streaming, because Jesse streams when I'm sleeping, um, uh, we will be on um, Discord together. Usually um, once Jesse's off work or, you know, once he's like kind of in for the night, he'll jump in uh, and pop in on Discord with me because I'm on PC. So it's right there, you know. So you get like mini episodes. Come in, talk to us. Feel feel free, you know. Chat with us. We'll answer your questions live on air. And uh, anything else? We're at Nerds of the Podcast, other than Instagram, which is Nerd Pod Nerd Podcast. Sorry. Um, and yeah, we love you. We'll see you later. There's no secret song for you this week. We'll delay that because Not it is this week. Maybe yeah, next week. I agree with you. I think I like, got some word to do. Yeah, and it is the last. It is the last one. So I understand the the you don't want to like just back to back drop everything because you know we've been waiting so long. You know, it's might as well have it a nice rhythm of of dropping episodes. So yeah. And anyways, they'd have to get through four hours to get there. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. Castle Super Beast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Castle Super Skeet. <laughs> That's right. We love you guys. We'll be back in a week. Uh and you know, if 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 you need more of us before then, pop over to our uh Twitch. Take care of yourselves, guys. Later. Bye.